93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, January 6th. Kathy's out. I'll handle the duties. We'll start with some tragedy that unfolded yesterday morning in Philadelphia. Eight children and four adults were killed after a house fire erupted in the Fairmount section of the city. On Wednesday morning, the deadliest fire in the city in more than a century. A fire official said the number of fatalities is, quote, dynamic, indicating the number of those killed could range as the recovery continues. Uh, Mayor Jim Kenney said, uh, without a doubt, one of the most tragic days in our city's history. Losing so many kids is just devastating. Please keep these babies in your prayers. Fire officials said 18 people were living in the upstairs apartment known as Unit B, which was comprised of the second and third floors of the duplex. Another eight people lived on the first floor, which was Unit A. However, the Philadelphia Housing Authority said that they were only aware of 14 residents in Unit B, when they did their last occupancy recertification in October. There was no immediate word on the cause of this fire, but there's a source that says investigators are looking into the possibility that the blaze may have been sparked after a child started a Christmas tree fire, but that is still under investigation in the early stages. Sources say most, if not all, of the fatalities were from Unit B. As relatives and friends hugged and cried throughout the day, it was impossible to calculate the pain. 6ABC reported on a few of those people. Kadira and Jasuta uh, Purifoy said that they had lost their three sisters and their eight children. Uh, They identified one of them as 32-year-old Virginia Thomas. A second sister identified as Rosalie McDonald also perished in the blaze along with her six children, three boys and three girls. When this story first broke, and, you know, we're on air yesterday, and and, uh, I'm looking at Marissa, and I'm saying... I'm looking at the number, and I'm like, "This no, that has to be a mistake." Right? Yeah, that, that and it's 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 too premature. Sadly, it was not a mistake. Right. And I also heard rumors, Preston, that to, to the effect that the the fire um, smoke alarms were not working. Yeah. Well, um, going on with the story, amidst yeah. the uh, the pain and the grief, a solemn procession of police vans carried the bodies of the victims to the medical examiner's office on Wednesday night. Van after van had passed through the intersection of 23rd and Paris Streets. His relatives and friends looked on in deep sorrow, trying to make sense of the tragedy. Isaiah Brown said several of the victims were his cousins, but he loved them like brothers and sisters. Deputy Fire Commissioner Craig Murphy noted that it was a large number of people to be occupying a duplex, but a spokesperson for the Philadelphia's Department of Licenses and Inspections said the city does not limit the number of family members who can stay in a single unit. In all, fire officials said a total of 26 people were living in the duplex, though. Officials uh, stressed that number could change. So the fire broke out around 6.40 a.m. Firefighters arrived to find heavy flames shooting from the second story of the three-story row house. The odd configuration of the building, originally a single-family home that had been split in two apartments, made it difficult to navigate. Uh, The fire department said that it took about 50 minutes to bring the fire under control. There were seven smoke detectors and three carbon monoxide detectors in one of the apartments and six smoke detectors with three carbon monoxide detectors in the other as of the last inspection in the spring of 2021. Uh, The duplex is a Philadelphia Housing Authority property. In a statement, the PHA president and CEO, Kelvin A. Jeremiah, confirmed the property was last inspected in the spring and that all smoke detectors were operating properly at Mm, that time. Okay. So per the annual inspection, they were working at that time. Doesn't mean that they they weren't disabled and so on at this point, but that's the only information that I know for sure of, Steve, Mm. about the smoke detectors. Do you guys have a... um 
uh, fire ladder in your upstairs yeah, bedrooms? Yeah, we got uh, we have one in each of the kids' bedrooms on the on the top floor. Yeah. It, you, I have one. I don't know where it is. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> yeah. No, in my cluttered closet. Yeah. It's 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 probably a, a similar story, but it is a wise thing to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's it, it sometimes it seems like oh, I don't know. Get it, have it. You'd rather have it and not need it yeah. than need it and not have it. Sure, absolutely. BHA spokesperson Kirk Dorn said the family moved into Unit B roughly a decade ago, and at the time, six people occupied it. Over the years, the family expanded with young children. Dorn said the family never requested to be moved to a larger unit. He says due to the pandemic and demand for low-income housing, the Philadelphia Housing Authority could not move the family to a five-bedroom home, but it's unclear why the family wasn't split up into two smaller homes. Eight people were able to get out of the house, officials said. Two people were taken to the hospital. One went to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and one went to Temple University. Uh, there's no immediate word on the conditions. However, this morning I did hear that two people were taken in critical conditions. So yeah. that number could change, unfortunately, and I hope that it doesn't. To watch seasoned firefighters describe what they saw when they went in uh, and, and, and tearing up yeah. says it all. First Lady Jill Biden, along with President Joe Biden, had deep ties to the Philadelphia area, and they tweeted, or she tweeted, my heart uh, is with the families and loved ones of the victims of this tragic fire in Philadelphia. Uh, and this is, as I said, the deadliest single fire in Philadelphia in at least a century before this. The city's deadliest fire was October 1901, a fire in an eight-story building in the 1200 block of Market Street, and that killed 22 people. Of course, the MOVE fire, 11 people died in that um, and nine people died in a fire back in 1967. So there hasn't been anything this tragic in a long, long, long time concerning uh, fires in the city. Uh, President Biden and members of Congress will mark the one-year anniversary of the attack on the Capitol, uh, the U.S. Capitol today. Uh, Biden will speak from Statuary Hall inside the Capitol. Uh, and the White House uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, said yesterday uh, that he'll speak the truth about what happened in, in contrast with, quote, the lies some have spread since. Uh, there will also be a number of remembrance events during the day, but AP said while they're expected to be widely attended, both in person and virtually by congressional Democrats, most Republicans will not attend. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has scheduled a moment of silence in the House as well as a session with testimonials from members who were there that day. And one last story, the California winning ticket was sold. I'm sorry, the winning ticket uh, for the Powerball was sold in California and Wisconsin on Wednesday night. Six hundred and thirty-two million dollars <laughs> is in that. Don't you feel so great for those people? <laughs> I do. But now, actually, they're going to have to split it. Whoever yes. Is. So that does get uh, chopped up a bit. Lucky if they get three hundred and thirty million. Uh, the California tragedy. winning ticket was sold at a Seven Eleven store in Sacramento. There were also more than a dozen winners of smaller prizes worth a million dollars or more, including two million dollar winners in Florida and Georgia, and a one million dollar and one million dollars uh, winners in nine states. So a bunch of people won some cash. A uh, ticket with five of the five winning numbers, but not the final Powerball number was sold at a Chevron in South Pasadena, California. That prize was $1.3 million. Chevron. Damn of course. Yeah. Uh, the numbers pulled for Wednesday's drawing were 6, 14, 25, 33, 46, with Powerball number 17 and a two-time multiplier. Uh, the jackpot is the seventh largest in Powerball's history. Has a cash value of more than $450 million. The prize now rests at $20 million for Saturday's draw. Wow. What'd you think about it? That's not bad. The lowest ones, 
Hey, That's pretty good. Yeah. Million, you kidding me? I don't know why, but on this run uh, to where it got to the level where it was uh, finished out last this week, uh, I bought four separate Powerball tickets, and I never do that. And I just I I thought that you were feeling lucky. I guess so. You know, or I just yeah. I was involved with this one. I ended up getting matching two numbers entirely. <laughs> For the whole thing. Oh, and I was like, like, like not in one for all four tickets, yeah. Oh, and, my God. And I just was like, well, you know, maybe Powerball's not my game. Because <laughs> uh, it was Case, what do you get if you get the Powerball? Is that $7? No, or? I think it's like 4 it was, Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a free play or something. I, I play. Who I knows? play right. and I never win, so I never find it. The, the only thing I know, I don't even check the numbers. I just go to the little scanner. Right. And it always says, uh, <laughs> you know, ticket is not a winner. But every now and then it's like, congratulations, you won $4. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we, I don't know how. I never analyze the numbers and see why I won $4. <laughs> There's a ritual that we do all the time when we're, you know, before uh, uh, Jeopardy, uh, you know, and the shows are coming on and they're, they're rolling out the numbers. Uh, and, and so as they're, the balls are coming up, I, I'm like pre-guessing. Pick them, yeah. right? And then Claire will do likewise. And if we get like one number, I go, that's uncanny. <laughs> right. How did you do that? <laughs> How did you do that? Uh, and I actually used my pre-chosen lottery numbers for okay. this time around. I have them in my briefcase. I never use them. I just do the quick picks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is it. Well, this is the one I'm winning. So I did pre-chosen uh, see this, how that turned the out. second yeah. time around. Then that didn't win. Yeah. So obviously it was those numbers' fault. And mm-hmm. then last night I did the, uh, the you know, the random quick ones. Picks. I, when you were rattling, because I didn't play yesterday, I, I completely forgot. So when you were rattling off those numbers, press the winning numbers, I kind of was wincing, like, please don't let those be right. oh, the birthdays of my family members, <laughs> yeah. which are, you know, if I do do pre-chosen, pre-chosen numbers, you go it's, birthdays? it's birthdays. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it would kill you. It if, would. If you didn't play the numbers. No! <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's astronomical just, to have your numbers come up. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber 2, where they have all the, the Powerball numbers, but not in the right order. Right, right. <laughs> right. right. Oh, man, we had all the right numbers. By the way, it, the same it took order. me the longest time to realize that that was the case. No, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the biggest uh, all-time lottery jackpot was uh, $1.58 billion. It was Powerball Prize in 2016. Billion. Yeah. That's it's right, like a billion. Rock. That's right, Rock. <laughs> and the last winning jackpot was hit on October 4th with a prize of nearly $700 million. That's wow. getting close to uh, like a billion. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like a billion. Uh, when a single ticket was sold <laughs> in California. As I said, he should be the one doing the lottery. Yep. <laughs> All right. So real quick, uh, Nick, I lost sports. So oh. you're going to handle it All if right. you've got it over there. So yes, here sir. we go. The Sixers beat the Magic last night in Orlando. Joel Embiid scored 31 points. Tobias Harris added 22, and the Sixers won 116-106. The win was the uh, their NBA, NBA best 14th road victory of the season, and they tied a season high with their fifth straight win overall. They're back home tomorrow night with a game against the San Antonio Spurs, and tip-off is going to be at 7 o'clock. The Flyers will look to end their three-game losing streak when they return home tonight to uh, host the Pittsburgh Penguins. Puck's going to drop at 7 o'clock. And last night in college basketball, the 15th-ranked Villanova Wildcats beat the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, Justin Moore scored 22 points, and Jermaine Samuels added 18 to lead the Wildcats to a 75-41 blowout win. 
Colin Gillespie added 11 points for Villanova, who improved to 10 4 in the season after their third straight win. And that's your sports on 93.3 WMMR. Nice. Is, it, is it too much to ask for you to do the They Did It Live? Uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly kind of like uh, get a little uh, starry eyed when that happens. Uh, uh, you right, have no. to be away get, from the Don't, do it. don't yeah. do it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. But give me a headline of something that's, that's exciting. All right. The Sixers won in South Philly last night. They did it! Oh my That's God. not bad. I got to sit back down. Yeah, please, please don't pass out. What you need is the overmodulation on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. And these mics can handle like, a lot. I am legit seeing stars right I now. I believe it, dude. I believe it. Sorry, I won't ask you. No, no, no. Preston and Steve are kind of a big deal, yes. All right, well, welcome, welcome Thursday morning. The majority of the work week is zipping right by. I love it when that happens. Uh, we have some stuff taking place today. We had mentioned, uh, as far as guests go, we have uh, matchmaker. Steve Ward on the program. How did his name come up again the other day? We were talking about, I guess, uh, was it a dating app or something? That no, no, you were saying that uh, this time of year is, is like the biggest oh, time of year. It was for, Dating like, Sunday. Online. Right. Yeah. right. This yeah. past Sunday was called, yeah. quote unquote, Dating Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you had brought up uh, Steve. Right, because his mom was known as, I think, a, a Yenta, I guess, or the, the, like a matchmaker. Yeah. So, and, and he has gotten into that industry as well. Yeah, so he's got uh, matchmakers.com. Yeah. And, Master matchmakers. Oh, I'm sorry. Master matchmakers.com. And he is uh, going to pop on and maybe uh, give us some, you know, tips and tricks for those singles who are out there trying to find that right person. People don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So. Month uh, before Valentine's Day. We will talk to him. And also... Uh, we have an announcement. We have a concert announcement that's going to take place. We'll probably get to that around 9 o'clock-ish, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, we it's a do deal. It. All right, so we'll get to that. And uh, otherwise, it's business as usual. So we'll have a stupid question I'll set for you in a moment uh, for the entertainment report and give some goodies away. We'll take a break and come back in just a sec. Hang with us this morning, please. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Stupid Question Prize is a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest, which will be at the Pennsylvania Convention Center on uh, the 15th to the 23rd. So the question that I have for you, and this is a two-parter, what are both the station and platform number for the Hogwarts Express? Ah. And I couldn't have told you the station. I know the platform number yeah. uh, from memory, but you probably do know this. So what are both the station and platform number for the Hogwarts Express, 215-263-WMMR. Call right now if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. Thursday, January 6th. This one's headed out to a guy named Jeff. <laughs> it's Howie Long's birthday. Hey! Wow. And for the entire time that I've known Casey, I think he always goes, uh, so Jeff came over last night. Howie Long, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Like, you always follow it up with Howie yeah. Long or my friend Jeff. Just yeah. to qualify just who to, he just, is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, so Howie Long will forever be associated with Casey's buddy, Jeff. What's Jeff's last name, by the way? Uh, Gibson. All right, Jeff Gibson. Right. Howie Gibby Long. Dorse. Gibby what? Gibby Dorse is what we call him. Dorse? Yeah, D-O-R-S-E. Where did, where did that Dorse come uh, who, from? Uh, so from a friend of ours named Tom. 
Okay. You'd be like, give me doors. Okay, he just he just threw it in there. Yeah. No no story behind that? No. Just, just like you didn't a... live on Door Street or anything like no, that? No, no, okay. just the give me doors. Give me doors. Okay, there you go. How long is uh, 62 today? <laughs> Uh, Danny Pentaro. Yes, oh, who I know that name. Yes, yes. Yeah. he was uh, he was the young the youngest member. The yeah, youngest I liked him. Show. He was a likable kid. Yeah, uh, he turns wow forty six years old today. He didn't really acting didn't uh, no, follow him. I know he's. I think he's active in the in the uh, the gay community and is doing um, stuff. Uh, yeah, you know he he seems he seems to be enjoying life. The last I saw him. 46 today. Uh, we also have Norman Reedus uh, turning a year older today. Walking Dead, obviously. Man, I bet you in his career, signing on to that oh, show. Oh, man. And it looked like, honestly, if he was to follow the trajectory of his brother on the series, uh, but he's he's been there throughout the whole thing. Yeah, he is, it's in, uh, yeah, since episode one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, he's like the... You know, the character yeah, now yeah. or has been for a while. Uh, so Norman Reedus. And I, I really, I should eventually get back on board and finish that up. I think season 10 is when I uh, when I, I ducked out of there. But uh, he is 53 years old today. Uh, Nigella Lawson, the British cooking show host. Is yeah. she the one that says Mikrowave? Oh, yes. Micro, is. Microwave instead of microwave. Just jokingly okay. uh, amongst her, you know, family, she would say. Microwave. In the microwave. It sounds like Dr. Mike. <laughs> microwave. Uh, Nigella Lawson. She was one of the first celebrity chefs that I was like, ooh. She was an it girl. Very beautiful. Right. Yeah, yes. there's a couple of them. And I would watch her show. She she cooked up some yeah. pretty cool stuff. It was different than the other cooking shows. It wasn't just like her, yes. like... Pulling out ingredients and all. It was more casual. She was, she was telling me home. more about her life. Yeah. Yeah, she's 62 today. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Oh, yes. Uh, great physical comedic actor. Unbelievably funny. I just, I love his his kind of uh, fate-like character in Love Actually. He's great. He kind of gets in the way on purpose to uh, cause some distractions. Was he? He's kind of just that 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 uh, almost not real person character. He played Black Adler, didn't he? It was a, the series on on the BBC. Oh, I don't that know. He, uh, yeah, I believe he was. Okay, uh, and and uh, uh, that was what he's very well known for over there as well. And uh, Johnny English, I I enjoyed it. it. It's not one of my favorite movies, but it's if if you like Rowan Atkinson and his physical comedy, yeah, yeah. you get more of it in that. He is uh, sixty seven today. Uh, Julie Chen, she's been here in our studio before. Yeah. Host of Big Brother and the early show. The wife of Les Moonves. Correct. Who yeah. is uh, not working now. Uh, she is 52. Uh, Trudy Styler. Uh, that's Sting's wife. Oh, yeah. Actress and producer and activist. And she is uh, 68 years old today. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Well, Eddie Redmayne is only 40 years old. For some reason, I thought he was a few years older than that. So it was a big birthday for him today. There's a super talented guy. Yeah. Theory of Everything is just a spe- Excellent. spectacular Unbelievable. Film. I saw the trailer for the next uh, Harry Potter movie. Um, I forget what it's called. Uh, the, the Crimes of Grindelwald or yeah. whatever the next one is where Mads Mikkelsen takes over the role for Johnny, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. And, and it looks good. I just, for whatever reason, for as into Harry Potter as I am, I just can't get myself into these movies. Yeah, me either. Do you know, you know what, in the first one too, and I love Eddie Redmayne, but his character yeah, I, mean, I found so... So feckless and kind of just like yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Like, yeah. he was too passive, too passive, yeah. and and uh, the magical elements are there. But I think honestly, what you're missing is a place like Hogwarts. I agree, right? Yeah. I agree. Um, it, it, it got a little boring when it came yeah, to the yeah. U.S. Right? You know? yeah. yeah. Was it just a movie or was it based on a book? 
Uh, these were like um, based on things that J.K. had written, but there weren't actual books associated with it. So there, there's a Fantastic Beasts book there's and a so- textbook. Yeah. in the in the story. Right. Okay. So his character isn't necessarily it wasn't part- it's fully out. developed. Exactly. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't well, he- a whole backstory that she had written. Mm-hmm. Flesh out that damn character. <laughs> uh, Eddie Redmayne is 40 today. Uh, the insanely talented Kate McKinnon ah, of great. Saturday Night Live is uh, celebrating her 38th birthday today. Do you know that she's a concert-level pianist? No. Yes. She Does she ever good. display that on SNL? Yes, she has. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 38 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is supermodel uh, Irina Shake. Oh, that's uh, Bradley Cooper's ex, right? Yeah. I believe so. Baby Mama? Is that baby mama? No. I <laughs> know. Uh, who was that? What, the name Suki Waterhouse is popping Suki. in my head. Is that right? Uh, I think you're right. Well, that is a former fling of his. I, and I think she has is the one that had carried their child. Now, listen. We need I'm to not, know these things. I'm not his best friend. Sure on this. Nick is uh, Suki. searching Bradley Cooper as we yeah. speak. We're going to get a definitive answer here. Irina Shake, and it's her birthday today, right? That's yep. yeah. yeah. She's the mother. She's All the right. mother. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. There we go. That's wrong. You all right? All right. That's all right. All right. Uh, she is 36 today. All right, let's see if we can find an answer to the stupid question. What are both the station and platform number for the Hogwarts Express? 215-263-WMMR. First caller in is Melissa. Hello there, Melissa. Good morning. Hey, morning, guys. All right, Melissa, lay it on me. The uh, station and platform for Hogwarts Express. I can say this confidently because I've actually been there. Mm. Not like Harry Potter weirdness, but like actually in London. Okay. Um, <laughs> platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross. You got it. Yes, <laughs> King's Cross Station. Yep, yep. Very cool. Hang on a second, Melissa. We will set you up with a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest coming to the Pennsylvania Convention Center from January 15th to the 23rd. You can see over 100 life-size animatronic dinosaurs, including an incredible 50-foot-long Megalodon. Jurassic Quest is the largest, most popular dino event on tour with unique and exciting experiences for the whole family. Previous events have sold out. You can get your tickets now at JurassicQuest.com before they go extinct. Melissa. Extinct. Melissa was the call. I had to. <laughs> I just haven't why. heard the song in a while. By the way, she mentioned uh, being at uh, King's Cross Station at uh, at um, Universal Studios. If you happen to get tickets to both parks, you get to ride the Hogwarts Express. Oh. That train ride alone <laughs> yeah. is worth it. Is so worth it. It is one of it's. It's not technical. I mean, it is a ride, but it's legitimately a transportation right. taking one place another. But it is one of the coolest things to ride in that train. I and wrote the, it. The effects they have eight nine times. Um, and, and when you go in and and you see the silhouettes of Harry and and uh, yeah. Hermione walking past you, and uh, they're outside, talking, and it's, and then you're looking. It's just a, it's, it's like they're right there. Yes, it's so cool. I bet you the ride is more exciting than King's Cross Station in real life. Yes, it's, it's neat. I, I've been a couple of times. It's really cool. When we did the it's the, e- the Eagles trip uh, a few years ago, I went and uh, and you know people line up and they take pictures yeah. and it's, it's a cool experience. Uh, but I bet the, the roller coaster ride is more fun. Oh my god! Yeah, well, what it really is is it's it's a full train. It's not actually yeah. underpowered by itself. It's actually. Okay. Pulled on a cord, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but it, but it goes from one place to another. Right, right. And uh, it's how you get from one part to the other. But along the way, you see the Dementors, and you see all this really cool. Oh, cool. It's really awesome. So, 
All right, anyhow, moving on to the entertainment stories. Uh, Betty White will have a private funeral. Uh, Jeff Wachias, uh, her longtime rep and friend, told People Magazine that uh, the arrangements are being handled privately, and that was Betty's wish. Uh, he added that the former Golden Girls star never wanted people to make a fuss over her. Love her. Yeah. Uh, those hoping to honor the star's memory are encouraged to donate to their favorite organizations, to her favorite organizations, which include... Los Angeles Zoo, Tree People, Monterey Bay Aquarium, Wildlife Learning Center, Actors and Animals for Others, the Aquarium of the Pacific, and Guide Dogs for the Blind as well. Of course, she passed away at her home in L.A. on December 31st. She was 99 years old. My daughter pointed out something I think was really cool that she saw online, that uh, someone did the math, and if you include in the leap years... Betty lived 100 years. There you go. Oh, she all lived right. to 100 years old. She would have been over that because oh, uh, okay. she, she went through, I think, 24 leap years. <laughs> so there you go. She's yeah. old that time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, how old was George Burns when he died? He was over 100. He was 100. I think he was 101. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not yeah. 100% sure on that, but yeah, he was one of those. He, he, he broke the 100-year mark. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, At 100. Oh, he was 100? Exactly. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, the 64th Annual Grammy Awards, originally scheduled to air Monday, January 31st on CBS, have been postponed indefinitely. Uh, the Recording Academy and CBS announced on Wednesday, uh, after careful consideration and analysis with city and state officials, health and safety experts, the artist community, and our many partners, the Recording Academy and CBS have postponed the 64th Annual Grammy Awards show. Uh, the I think that's the wise move. Yeah. The health and safety of those in our music community and the live audience and the hundreds of people who work tirelessly to produce our show uh, remains our top priority, given the uncertainty surrounding the Omicron variant. Uh, holding the show on January 31st simply contains too many risks, and we look forward to celebrating music's biggest night on a future date, which will be announced soon. Last year, the Grammys were postponed from January 31st to March 14th due to spike in COVID-19 cases. So we will see if it ends up coming together this year. Uh, this is a funny story. Jessica Chastain recently revealed to Ellen DeGeneres that her grandmother hit on Bradley Cooper at a party a few years ago. Uh, the actress who says uh, that she tried to find her grandma a date using Match.com uh, told Ellen, my grandmother's now at an age where she just really doesn't care, you know? <laughs> and she's like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. So in the middle of the party, she walked over to Bradley and just sat on his lap. Oh, I love it. <laughs> And uh, she ended up... I love that freedom. Jessica ended up saying that Cooper was, quote, absolutely horrified <laughs> until she came over and introduced them to each other. <laughs> she was just like, that's a good-looking young man. I'm going to go over there and say hello to him. That's a cool point, a point in your life, I think, when you get there, you when you can care. walk around with your pants down yeah. and, and, and say, ah, he's just old. This is where I am yeah. in life. What are you going to do? You're Charlie Rosing it, is this? I swear to God, the only, like... Freely naked men I see ever see in my life yeah. are the old men in the gym <laughs> locker room. Oh, they <laughs> love to walk around naked. It's yeah. re- oh, oh, dude, yeah. and they sit their bare asses down on the yeah. chairs and I, the benches. I, I don't approve of that. <laughs> I do no. not approve of that. I don't want to sit on pre-skid marked furniture. Uh-uh, but they'll do it. I watched her as uh, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah, available it, now. It's on each. HBO, maybe? HBO Max, I think. Yes. Yeah. It's really, she's really good. She's, she's a great actress. Yeah, I didn't, know she could, I didn't know she could sing as well, too. Nice. I, it's one that I definitely want to check out. 
Joe Exotic is asking for help raising a half a million dollars to cover the <laughs> legal fees that he racked up during his ongoing feud with Carol Baskin. He just uh-huh. Oh my god, yeah. And in this statement it yeah, continues. Yeah. Uh, the according to new legal documents obtained by TMZ, a judge ordered Exotic to pay Baskin nearly ten thousand dollars from a dispute over the Oklahoma Zoo that he once owned. Uh, the Netflix star also revealed on his GoFundMe page that he owes one million dollars to Baskin's Big Cat Rescue uh, from her trademark infringement lawsuit, and he writes, "I cannot get a fresh start until I pay effing Carol Baskin back." <laughs> I mean, um, God Almighty! By the way, he only raised two hundred and thirty-five dollars in the first twenty-two oh, hours. Okay. He's well on his way. So I don't so think that uh, people are jumping on board to help him. No, Carol Baskin. Yeah. Oh my God! Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. <laughs> Fed him to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of gotten away with it, right? Like, it seems like she's able to skate and maybe got away with murder. The like, only thing is... Nothing's they, been proven, yeah. so, you know. They are apparently, that is still apparently an active is investigation. <laughs> okay. But I tell you what, going back, and, and, and I wouldn't mind maybe perusing Tiger King, the original again. Yeah. I, I really don't have an interest in the second one, but the, that series of clips of him from his... his "Quote unquote TV show <laughs> where he would just like you know shoot a mannequin or and he just uh-huh. and, and and the the, uh, the edits of him just saying effing Carol Baskin over and over <laughs> right, and over right, again right. it's just hilarious and the horrible green screen work oh my yeah. god yeah um, Nick you say that dude is it because of something you saw in the second season of Tiger no. King or no, no no I just it seems from the outside looking in that she. Because they're trying to do like right. a, a deeper dive into okay. all of that in the second season. I gave up on it. So I went. I went three episodes in. Two okay. episodes, maybe. Okay. I, I, I I honestly found it boring. Right. I guess yeah. you know she's out about living her life, and yeah. Joe, Joe is in jail, yeah. and he, you know he, dealing with the consequences. Right. You need him out and about yeah. to really make it work. Uh, they should let him out on that alone. That it'd make great content. Right. The, the the first one just struck a chord. It yeah. was just well. it just hit at the right time. It and it was so well done. I mean, it was so, so well it was, at the start of all of this, the pandemic. There was this brand new show sitting there to be had, and that's why uh-huh. it actually kind of brought us back to sort of a lost vibe when we were able to yeah. talk about a show on uh, on the air. Yep, like can't wait to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the 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 latest episode. <laughs> All right, uh, the iconic Luke, General Hospital character, previously portrayed by actor Anthony Geary, was killed off on January 3rd's episode of the longest-running soap opera in the United States. Now, he's not even on the show anymore. Right. Jeannie so, Francis is. Yes, but they... So, but his character's name would come up from time right. to time. So they, they la, finally... La, 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 <laughs> They finally killed him. On Monday's episode of the ABC daytime drama... Tracy Quartermain, played by Jane Elliott, revealed in a conversation with Spencer's ex-wife, Laura Collins, who is mm-hmm. portrayed by Jeannie Francis, that the famed Port Charles resident had died in a cable car accident in Austria. They always do something <laughs> yes. right. big like that. Uh-huh. Right, it wasn't, right. wasn't, you know, he died in his sleep or yeah. anything like that. No. He choked on a sandwich. A cable car yeah. dropped from a, you know, it was a gondola and oh fell. Oh, my God. I'm assuming that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it has so. to be. <laughs> Later Not unless the, he choked on a sandwich while riding a cable car. Later in the episode, the show hinted that uh, Victor Cassidine, uh, portrayed by Charles Shaughnessy, who, by the way, starred as Mr. Sheffield in The Nanny, 
uh, may have been responsible for Spencer's death. Uh, Geary had retired from the Royal I strangled him. In 2015, <laughs> after 44 years on General Hospital, he first joined the cast in 1978, became well-known as one half of the Luke and Laura power couple, going on to win a record eight Emmy Awards for the role. Was that, would you say, over the course of all soap operas, that that was the biggest yeah. story arc of all of them ever? That episode that when they were getting yeah. married went down as, quote, the highest rated hour in American soap opera history. Wow. Uh, shattering, it was a record shattering 30 million viewers when it aired in 1981 had watched that. It's funny when you, t- you know, kind of go on a deep dive on shows of that time when it was not out of the uh, realm of believability to get... 50 million people. Mm-hmm. Now a show is considered crazy successful if it's 3 million, mm-hmm. right, 5 million. Yeah, those are like, you know, Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. Uh, for that. <laughs> for daytime, <laughs> for television. daytime television. So uh, the uh, the couple uh, had marked, by the way, 2021 last year marked the 40th anniversary of that on-screen wedding. Wow. Uh, so he's he's dead. They've there dead. we go. The character is Poor guy. Dead. Yep. Mm. All right. Uh, the show Cheer. When I first saw this story, I thought it was Cheers. Yeah, no. And I'm like, what is this about? But no, Cheer. Uh, you watch this, Marissa? It's a reality show about cheerleaders. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Cheer star Jerry Harris is planning to become a motivational speaker, even though he's currently facing up to 30 years in prison for child pornography charges. Oh, yeah. According to Page Six's well, account... Well, he's going to discount those tickets, by the way. <laughs> of the Netflix show's second season, the eccentric cheerleader doesn't appear to realize the seriousness of the charges against him. In one episode, cheer coach Monica Aldama is caught off guard by a letter from Harris sent to her, uh, and she said it was hard to read. Uh, she said his letter was so optimistic, like there was not one negative thing in this letter. He said that he hopes one day to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> Harris uh, pleaded not guilty to federal felony charges in Chicago that he Jeez. attempted to lure minors for sex and share sexually explicit photos with them. Is this the one that's um, about that one? Uh, it's, it takes place at a school. Uh, it's a college uh, program. You've never really heard of the college except for... Their cheerleaders. Yes, yeah. yeah. Rochelle was familiar with the school because yeah. of their cheer program. Like yeah. it's, you know, they're they're elite. Yep. Um. So this guy's a part of that. I, I was not oh, aware boy. of this whole uh, pedophilia thing? scene yeah. story. Yeah, I was not aware of that. All right. Here is uh here's another reality show and criminal story. Mob Wives alum <laughs> Renee Graziano was arrested for a drug related DWI in Staten Island on Tuesday. You, so they they show a picture in the article that I was reading where they had I think Big Ange was one of the people in the picture as well. You know, diamonds, oh my diamonds. God, they all have that look. They're like diamonds coming over. We're gonna have ZD tonight uh, with the uh, the plastic surgery. And all yeah, that oh yes, too, yes. Because Big Ange oh, was, yeah. was definitely over the top on that. Uh, so uh, apparently, NBC News reported that the 52 year old former reality star was driving. A 2021 uh, Nissan Murano when she allegedly lost control and collided with a parked Jeep Wrangler. Uh, An NYPD spokesperson told the outlet that she appeared to be under the influence and was taken to the hospital for blood testing. Here's a picture of her up in the studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same look, right? Uh, She was charged with a misdemeanor for operating a vehicle while visibly impaired by drugs. Now, I'm looking for another story that I didn't have in the entertainment report. I meant to put it in there, but Steve, you may have seen it. Um, it's about a couple of celebrities out of 
France. I was not familiar oh, with yes. these guys. The, the brothers. Until I saw the oh, pictures. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're twins. Uh, yeah, here we go. Controversial French TV stars and famous twins uh, Igor and Grichka Bogdanov. Uh, were inseparable in, in, inseparable in life and in death. They had refused to be vaccinated against coronavirus, believing their good health would save them, but had, uh, admitted to a hospital on the same day last month, diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, and the younger twin, Grichka, died in an intensive care unit on the 28th. They, uh, Igor followed him six days later on January 3rd. They were 72 years old, by the way. Uh, they were 72. So they, they became... Popular, I guess they did kind of like a Mr. Science yes. show. Yes. And so they'd wear these sort of space jumpsuits and so on and so forth. They were two pretty decent looking guys. Then they got addicted to plastic surgery. Yeah. And, oh. and they look. You know what they Ridiculous. look like? They look like the purge mask. Exactly. Oh, yeah. they, they, they look like the, the, that the initial ghost, purge mask. That initial mask from the movie Purge. That's what they're And they both up, did it. Like, yes. What kills did. me is that. They were constantly under the knives, constantly getting chopped up. You know, what are they talking yeah. about their health? Yeah, exactly. So uh, they had prompted, it says, in the story I read at one point, Steve, it says, later the two prompted speculation that they had undergone cosmetic <laughs> surgery <laughs> oh, yeah? as their prominent cheekbones and facial features became even more pronounced. But they denied ever having surgery. Come on! It's However, just a little bit of filler. Uh, seeking, as always, to maintain... Jesus, ridiculous. Look at these guys. An air of mystery. They said they had experimented with unnamed technologies to enhance yeah, their features. Of course. Features. Yeah, yeah, right. I said the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I and I saw the picture. When, it, when I saw the story, uh, I saw the headline, and then I saw the picture. I'm like, whoa, man. Yeah. But I wonder, what doctor, I mean, how do you... <laughs> How do you allow, say, yes, I'm going to do this for you? Well, they F with their faces so much that I didn't know how old they were. I mean, looking at them, I was like, when, so when you said 72, I was like, oh, Let wow. me ask I you. I didn't realize that they look you younger. Be, do you want to be 72 looking like that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Every time is pudding served. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so they, they both passed away, so. Uh, Jana Duggar has pled guilty to third-degree count of endangering welfare of a minor in Arkansas. According to court documents, uh, the 19 kids and counting star entered a plea on December 15th. As a result, she must pay fines and fees totaling $880. Last last month, she explained on social media that uh, the charge stems from an incident that happened while she was babysitting. Uh, She claims one of the children slipped out of the house alone while her back was turned for a moment, and a passerby called the police. So that's what was behind all of that. All right. Well, yeah. you know my my daughters, uh, they're they, you know they want to do um, babysitting. I'm like, you know what, man, I don't I don't recommend it. I, I I just I look at like the bigger picture, and there's a lot that can go wrong, and I don't want you to be responsible for that. Well, you know? isn't that a good way though to learn responsibility? I, I know I don't want of, them to learn it at the expense of somebody else's like safety and welfare. Like, did you, Marissa? Did you ever babysit? Oh, I babysat a lot. Yeah, yeah. and I think I know they were, Kathy did a ton. They were older. I think the the kids I babysat. Um, we didn't have a huge gap. It was more just kind of like parents were going out to dinner. Right. I stayed and watched right. them. You were the and, narc. Yes. Yeah. No, barely. <laughs> yeah. I was probably <laughs> causing more trouble you were than selling, they were. Yeah. Um, and they weren't young. I think the youngest at the time was maybe in like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, so I they think could... that's, I almost feel like that's more dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. But The it's more also... they can get around, the more I'm like, 
I don't know if I want you to be responsible for that. When Preston started talking about this, I'm thinking the Duggars, and there's like 12 kids. Like, that's hard for one babysitter to oh, be yeah. watching that. But there's so many people out there that have, you know, learned a responsibility and gone into, um, you know, nursing or, or school teaching or something because they learned how to care for kids this way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, moving on, this is a follow-up story. Emma Watson has responded to the Harry Potter 20th anniversary mix-up that replaced her childhood photo with one of Emma Roberts. Instead of Emma Watson, it was yes. Emma Roberts. It does look a lot like her. It is. It's close. Uh, she was because she was a little kid with the photo of Emma Roberts. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast star shared a picture on Instagram Wednesday, writing, "I was not this cute." Uh, so she uh, had hashtagged it, Emma Sisters Forever. A lot of people now are watching that that special, that two-hour special, and I'm getting a response back, you know, uh, when we talked about it on air. Honestly, it's it's beautifully it done. Is. It, it re- is. It is great. It recaptures the magic, uh, and and you can see how much they, they loved doing I it. I want to go to the Wizarding World again at University. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, so you can, in Europe, uh, Nick, you would know better than I would, you can go to the actual, the sets are still there, right? The Some sets, of them are. And a lot of places where they filmed uh, in and around London, and um, yeah, it, and there are like Harry Potter tours that you can take sure. where you're seeing, all right, they, they shot, um, you know, the, the bank scene in this. I think it's like the uh, Australian embassy or something like that. But anyway, yeah, all of those things exist all over the place there. Wow. Uh, Chris Evans is in talks to step into the shoes of legendary actor Gene Kelly. I love Gene Kelly. In a developing film project produced by John Logan, according to Variety. Uh, the untitled film is based on Evans' original idea in which a 12-year-old boy who works on the MGM lot in the 1950s finds an imaginary friend in Kelly while working on his newest film. Uh, though a studio is not yet attached to the project, Evans is set to produce the film alongside Logan, who is also writing the script. Uh, the three-time Oscar nominee, Logan, uh, his credits include penning Ridley Scott's Gladiator, Martin Scorsese's The Av- Aviator, and Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd and the James Bond movie Skyfall. So uh, that's a good pedigree, well. yeah. Uh, Evans has a stacked 2022 ahead of him. By the way, his current projects include the animated film Lightyear, in which he will voice the iconic Toy Story character Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. So he's going to be taking on He's playing role. a younger Buzz Lightyear, is he not? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I yeah, assume. Yeah. It's before, it's while he's learning how to go to infinity and beyond. Right. Okay. So it's, it's before he te- teams up with um, Woody. And he is also starring in The Gray Man, which is about a former CIA agent turned fugitive who is hunted down by his uh, former colleague. Is that man gray? Um, Ryan Gosling will be in that as well. So it's Attack of the Good Looking Guys. Yes, in that particular movie. He's got a cameo in uh, Don't Look Up as well, Chris Evans. He's forgotten. The, there's a scene where they talk about a blockbuster movie that's coming out. And, oh, uh, he's dressed uh, yep. and he's got uh, goatee and glasses, and yeah, he's playing this guy who's uh, you know just trying to put out a popcorn movie. That's right. But like in the in the Hawkeye series, at the beginning of it, they they were attending a um, Rogers the musical. <laughs> the musical yeah. So did you watch funny. the after credits? Oh yes, I did. At the yeah, end, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, moving on, another replacement: the Crown actress Vanessa Kirby. Uh, has stepped in to replace Jodie Comer in Ridley Scott's historical drama Kit Bag, uh, which is about uh, the Napoleon. Did you keep in your car? No, it's about Napoleon. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Comer, who enjoyed the strongest year of her career. And here's my cellophane blanket. In 2021, <laughs> with the release of Help, uh, The Last Duel and Free Guy, which uh, forced to, which was forced to drop out over scheduling conflicts, which meant the filmmaker needed a source. 
of a new Josephine Bonaparte to appear opposite Joaquin Phoenix's Napoleon. On a side note, on Jeopardy last night, I think they misled all those contestants with a Napoleon-ish question. Uh, it was about uh, the the category was islands, right. right? And they so they and then so they bring up Napoleon's name. Oh, you know when Napoleon was born, blah blah blah. This island. The, the answer was you would think Elba. No. It was Corsica. Yeah, I got it right. Did you? Yeah, it was a little bit of a trick question. It was, yeah. It was about BS. his birth, not about... No, it wasn't a BS. It's a total BS question. <laughs> it was about his birth, not his death. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Not only that... And I got it right, too. It, no, you didn't. I did. Everybody's lying. I got it wrong, Casey. All right, thank not you. Not everybody got it right. <laughs> not <laughs> only that, it was also watch. one of the earlier numbered ones. It's not like it was yeah. a $2,000 question. It was like a four or $600 but question. It, every now and then, they'll throw you a bit of a curveball. Nah. It was more about uh, the transition of the island from France to Italy or Italy to France or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so it threw you off. You got it wrong. Threw everybody off. Well, everybody. Except for you. <laughs> and you, apparently. Yes. No, sometimes, listen, that's the great thing about Jeopardy is the way the questions are asked yeah. will help you um, mm-hmm. divine the answer. Mm-hmm. However, uh, that one, it might have been a little bit of a mislead, but I was fine with it since I got it. Yeah, you got to pay close yeah. attention. Did you get the mummers question of right? Of course I did. No Just one on the uh, no one on the Jeopardy contestant. Yeah. Now, I missed no? the first, uh, I missed a uh, single Jeopardy, the first half of, yeah, yeah. of uh, the beginning. What was the mummers question? It was, I'll uh, pull it up for you. But they were, uh, okay, yeah, see if you can find it. Yeah. Um, Go to Jackie Bam Bam's uh, Instagram. It's it's perfect it picture on, on yesterday's uh, Yeah, it was episode? last night. Yeah. Yeah. It was a category. Category parades. Yeah, and so uh, it is, let's see. First picture. Yep. Uh, this Philadelphia New Year's parade is named for its costumes. Uh, it's costumed entertainers, a tradition dating back wow. to ancient Egypt. Yeah, and it was all about parades. The whole category was parades around the country. Nobody got that one right. That's an easy one. But it's, you know, not everybody knows yeah. about it nationally. So it's our thing. I didn't know it dated back to ancient Egypt. Me neither. Uh, no. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, by the way, going back to this uh, film, this uh, Napoleon film, yeah. it examines Napoleon's military work and eventual ascension to emperorship while also covering his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine. Does it uh, cover him creating the dessert? Uh, no, <laughs> not that I know of. that should be a large part. That should be the the way um, Bohemian Rhapsody was part of the movie. Yes. They should show him creating the dessert. All right, one last story. Uh, Chris Knopf has reportedly been removed from the season finale of And Just Like That. Uh, the February 3rd episode originally featured a scene where Big appeared to Carrie as she scattered his ashes into the Seine River. Uh, sources tell her, the outlet, that the show's creative team decided the footage of Noth was not integral to the scene. Uh, the move comes three weeks after he was accused of sexual assault by Michael. I mean, they killed him off in the first episode on a Peloton, so, right? Uh, allegations uh, that the actor has denied. Yeah, but they were going to have him come back yeah. in for that, that last scene. Hey, kid. Like, uh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, he, exactly. He's a running theme throughout the whole thing. It's all about him. Okay. We're ready for clips. Here we go. When a Cambodian doctor comes to the U.S. to help uh, her ailing son, she becomes a cleaning lady for organized crime in The Cleaning Lady. And in this clip, actress Martha Millen uh, talks about what drew her to the role. Here we go. Um, for me, first and foremost, it was, um, you know, centered on the Filipino culture and the fact that I could actually, you know, play a Filipino uh, role. Um, I've played uh, Filipino roles in the past, but to actually play one that is, you know, consistently throughout the series as a series regular was just incredible. Want me to wet the leaves on your ficus tree, presto? By the way, Steve, when I see the title Cleaning Lady, I was thinking of... Um, uh, dead men don't wear plaid. <laughs> cleaning one, cleaning one. 
It's this ongoing theme in the movie. <laughs> it turns him into a raving lunatic when yeah. he hears that. Everybody says the word cleaning woman, he goes crazy and starts his, his killing him. Father cheated on his mother with the cleaning woman, right? Was that how it went? I don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. why, if they even address it or if they just kept it. <laughs> cleaning woman. Uh, the cleaning lady is streaming on Fox now. Here's our next clip. Uh, the search for true love among a number of candidates spanning over several weeks continues in the newest season of The Bachelor. Riveting! In this clip, newest Bachelor, Clayton Eckerd, talks about how he approached his search. Here we go. You know, I went in and I had maybe a checklist of sorts. I was looking for somebody that was funny, intelligent, driven, put forth effort. And so I figured, okay, like that's a good list and hopefully I'll find that. Well, what I found was very quickly the women blew my expectations out of the water. <laughs> they brought all of that and so much more. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Uh, you can watch season 26 of The Bachelor on ABC. So I got some notes, uh, apparently, going back to this uh, Buzz Lightyear movie that's coming out with Chris Evans. It's yes. based on uh, a, a character, a quote-unquote real person, and then the Tim Allen character, Buzz Lightyear, is the toy based on that guy. Oh. So this is oh. this is a story of a, okay. an astronaut who goes into space, and then they make a toy about him. Oh. And so it's it's the origin story of how they got to make okay. a toy. So it, like is, it is a prequel of sorts. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that, nice. All right, well, uh, welcome if you're just joining us. We have a, a beautiful colored sky yeah. sunrise this morning as we're beginning, which is great because Chris we haven't seen... Have you seen the sunrise this morning? <laughs> we haven't seen the sun. You know, it's your charge to entertain the people of Philadelphia. Every Monday through Friday, embrace the colors of the various hues and take it forward into your program. Give away lots of wonderful prizes and Look, make people chuckle. And Look, don't forget okay. to educate them as well. Thank you, Gandalf. Thank you very much. It actually, looking at the um, looking at the, the, the clouds, it, it almost looks like like the, the bands of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. going across the the gas giant. It look, it's just gorgeous. It does look very cool. Last night's sunset was beautiful too. We, we get these gorgeous. Piston. <laughs> Winter has uh, great sunrises. It does. And, sunsets. and there's uh, the the smog or the whatever the, the, the haze clears out. <laughs> yes, you can see it all. When all of the pollution... Jumping in here, what would you have to say? I was going to ask people to, wherever they're standing right now, take a photo and tweet it at us. Okay. I want to see what sunset sunrise looks like to you right now. All right. Put it on Instagram, tag us. Beautiful. Out the social media. Yeah. <laughs> I just like sun, sunrise photos. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have some stuff going on this morning. We're going to have matchmaker Steve Ward on the program. If you are single, you definitely want to stay with us. He's going to be on around 9 o'clock because he has some good ideas. It's his industry. It is what, what he does. does. Yep, exactly. We also have a concert announcement. We'll get that uh, close to 9 o'clock as well, probably. We'll see about that and more. Mm-hmm. So we'll break and be back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Lilith Czar. Code Orange. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We, you know what we need to do? What? We need to stroll the campus. It's time for the Just Saying Institute visit this morning, friends. The Just Saying Institute. Mm. Home of the newly opened Bureau of Monitoring Integrity in Napoleon Clues. Featured on Jeopardy. <laughs> we have Casey's the head of that department, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I have some uh, stats and studies and so on to share with you that I think are very interesting. And this one... I like a lot. There's a new study that suggests uh, that skateboarding 
can help down and out Gen Xers or even those battling substance abuse issues by boosting their moods. And they're recommending uh, that people that are, you know, getting older maybe try skateboarding well, if you're getting bored. They kind of sell these weird things that sort of simulate or look like something akin to a skateboard. Bob Eubanks does a commercial for this thing. I have not seen you, what you speak you of. You stand on it. And it rocks back and forth, and it almost looks like you have ski poles or whatever. I guess it's for people who are losing their sense of balance as you get older. I got to see this. Yeah, and okay. so uh, it's uh, it, to me, it kind of reminds me of like skateboarding or that thing, Nick. You you fell off of that time that uh, <laughs> the uh, Black yeah. Mountain, right, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> um, you know who's a big proponent of this is uh, Jeff Ament of uh, Pearl Jam. He's the basis for Pearl Jam, and he's been building these skate parks mm. uh, in impoverished areas because it just helps people get out and do something that's uh, productive and good for mental health and good for physical health. And I think uh, I made some progress yesterday on getting Jeff to be on the show next oh. week. So oh, yeah. be great. Yeah. Uh, and we can bring this up to him. Yes. Uh, so research has revealed that the pastime allows the middle-aged to cope with depression and stress while also offering a potential common ground for parents to bond with their kids. And I can totally see this, man, because uh, even though skateboarding is not my thing, roller skating yeah. uh, and ice skating is something I love you dig it, to huh? do and wish I did more of. I, it's, it's, I find it very freeing. Um, it's great exercise. And I just, it's all I got to do is go do it. You know, you can go. There are places to go. I just need to get the motivation to go and do it. So where I get this, that sort of balancing thing, and, and when I when I trail run, you know, and and I'm I'm sort of parkouring it around a an irregular trail. That's where I get it. I think it it is cool. It's good, and uh, it, it does keep you feeling energized, and the the endorphins there's, are released. There's something about gliding. There's yeah. something about that sensation of king glide, of the world of gliding. That's just uh, kind of freeing. I'm not very good at roller skating. Uh, my girlfriend is, and so she started uh, doing this two or three years ago, and and I tried joining her, and what. What I find frustrating is my inability to get to be as good as she is as quickly as she is. And so I, f- I put myself down, which is stupid. I just need to relax and enjoy it better. We need uh, to keep doing it. And, and keep You'll doing it too. Yeah. And I didn't do it much last year, but I want to I want to start trying again. I also want to get out to Spring Mountain where they have that skating yes, rink, that outdoor skating rink. Yeah. Yep. Nick, I suck at it all. Do I'm, you? Well, yeah. I'm giggling because my boyfriend literally was an X Games rollerblader, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. he got me rollerblades. And we were trying to, like, do it as exercise and just going on a trail, and he would just, like, stop every like 30 feet and I was like I'm coming yeah, I'm yeah, coming yeah. Along. you just got it you just have to stick with it yeah. I mean even if your balance isn't that good eventually you get to where you're okay at it but right. even in the city I see so many people um, doing using skateboards or rollerblades um, not only as exercise but just like modes of transportation sure. like down the bike lane so sociological researcher Dr. Paul O'Connor said that the activity can invoke can invoke spiritual meaning uh, for those who engage in the sport by also providing a new avenue of self-expression <laughs> <laughs> An endeavor that often takes uh, a backseat as adults and parents. He said people are often saying that skateboarding is a lifeline and sanity for them. He said it gives them a creative outlet and a chance to reconnect with the freedom of youth. And he also believes that the nature of skateboarding, which celebrates uh, failure, the falls, as part of growth, may help adults loosen up and enjoy the ride, as it were, and seem to do so better than uh, other sports or exercise, he said. In some cases, he saw grown men fighting back tears as they were speaking about it, like it if, oh, it, wow. it, it impacted their life so much. Huh. I can't I, wait to go skateboarding. I, yeah, I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine. He's my age, uh, and he is a 
He skated when he was younger, and, like, now he still will go down to, like, FDR Park. And the funny thing is, is he is, you know, like, 45 years old, so most of the skaters there aren't there at 6 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, he gets up early, yeah. and he goes there, and he's got the whole park to Oh, that's awesome. I totally see the yeah. idea of the, a connection. To me, also, for the people who are, who had, who just always had a skateboard with them, mm-hmm. that is a nostalgic reminder of your yeah. past. Yeah. But it also, it's that thing. It's like, you know... It connects you to something that that you enjoy, and I think the the maybe the notion was after a while, all right, you give that up now. You know, you're not Tony Hawk, right? You know, but right. no, but you don't have to be. Exactly. And so there was that 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 video of that guy drinking the um, ocean spray cranberry, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it was just this song right. playing in the background. There was so much to that video that I loved. I mean, it was. Um, like the audio was great. It was yeah, full frontal, <laughs> full frontal. No, but that whole gliding thing. Yes. That, you. Yeah. See, I I don't the glide. I don't. Glide. What was the last time I got something like that? That gliding effect. Uh, I mean, bike riding. A bike but, yeah. can give you that sensation yeah. as well. Yeah. It really can. I yeah. have a long and board. I can jump off the high dive. <laughs> <laughs> I have a long board that uh, it's a stand up. Uh, it's a handboard. Do you like? Um, I know you guys were, were talking about the the. That was the big thing for a it while. It takes... I was never a skater, so it, it took... It, it. I can do it, and I'm fine at it. I don't have the confidence that I wish I I don't. Have I, on I that. think those things are a little boring, me yeah, personally, yeah. but some people love them, man. Mm-hmm. The, the stand-up paddle boards? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't... Oh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a skateboard, though. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, didn't see a, that. A stand-up I'm sorry. skateboard, like, but you... Oh. It has, like, um, essentially a paddle for it. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and how long along? is it? Mm, like, long one? four feet? Four or five feet. Four or yeah. five feet. It's really long. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, we talked about it before. I like the um, the motorized thing that's the big wheel in the middle. It's basically like oh, a yeah. one wheel. Yeah. A one wheel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my neighbor has one. They're like $2,000. Oh, yeah. really? have, have you ever oh tried God, one? They're expensive. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I have no, no idea. But I would love to. Yeah, yeah, they're really expensive. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, my neighbor has one, and he is a former, like, X game level oh, yeah. um, rollerblader as well. He actually knows your uh, your boyfriend. Oh. Um. So, he actually, like, I, I would never do that. Like, he... We're looking just, at one up yeah. on the board here, Casey. He cr- yeah. $2,250. $2, uh-huh. Yeah. All right, let me go to some uh, calls. I have Josh. Hey, Josh, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Josh, what's up, buddy? Uh, well, being a uh, an early millennial born in 87, um, I used to skateboard. That was my entire life as a kid. And now, you know, stopped doing it once I got my license, like everybody else does. And now that I have kids, my oldest being eight, uh, you know, we started going back out again. And it, it does. It makes you feel really, really good to get back out and do something you used to do so much as a, you know, a younger person. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, I, I guess the one issue is, you know, <laughs> well, look, no, there are no issues, damn it. Go do it. I, yeah. I think I think for a lot of people that's like the, um, well, in case you with well, the bike riding. And it, was, it, yeah. and it was like roller skating for me. When, yeah, when, yeah. when my kids, when we first took them to a roller skating rink and I'm like, Yes. I'm like, this brings back a lot of memories. The sensation itself is a lot of fun, but also the the, the nostalgia of it. And I'm like, I'm buying, I'm buying my own skates. You know what you can do, too? Just go go to a local uh, elementary school and wander around. No. Yeah. I would say <laughs> no. Walk inside. Go through the door. Just walk around yeah. and, and take deep breaths and go, 
I think that that would be nostalgic, yeah. too, but yeah. would also land you in jail. Steve, yeah. Josh, <laughs> what were you going to say? I'll, I'll say this much. Being that I got back into it, I did have my hardest slam that ended me up having to go get x-rays oh. once I started skateboarding again. Yeah, so, you, you have so to remember you that part of it. Yeah. You don't bounce back anymore. Appreciate it, The mistake you make will end up ruining the rest of your life. Yeah. You're not made of rubber like you used to be. Um, I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, my man? Not much. Uh, so I saw this article late last night, and uh, I didn't have time to read through it, but I definitely wanted to call in. Uh, so I'm 40. I still skate. I started skating probably when I was like eight or nine years old, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it has been the one thing constantly throughout my life that has brought joy. Dude, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and even now... Just getting out, you know, I can't obviously do all the same stuff that I used to be able to do, but just getting out and pushing around or maybe finding a hill to bomb, um, you know, goes a long way for the nice. mental health. You know, it's it's funny, anything like that, that that helps you tie into, that gives you, Preston, golf, even though you're not getting yeah. that gliding thing. Playing drums. These these are things that are your release. They're the, they're the little spices to the quality of your life. Chris, yeah. you got to have something like that. Chris, what's your tastiest move, man? Oh, God. Nowadays, not much. But, uh, you know, I was all right back in the day. Okay. Yeah. All right. You Thanks, know, Chris. Right. You don't Appreciate have to it. have the tastiest, like, craziest move. Listen, I'm no. just a- I was a diver as a kid. Uh, and so, like, while I'm not doing... <laughs> it sounded like that. You know, two and a halves or a full twisting one and a halves. My favorite is just doing a gainer. Like, it's just one flip, but you can do it with style, you oh, know, man. like... Yeah, yeah. Steve, you saw the uh, uh, Walter Mitty, uh, the one with um, absolutely um, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, he was yeah. a skater. And, yeah, yeah. And they, that comes into play later. Right, in the right. Movie. Yeah. It's so great seeing him get back re-embrace and, that. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, skate. You know, I did have a skateboard. I got run over by a car, and then I never got another one until like I think I was in college. So riding my 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 bicycle was my main. And only mode of transportation, you know, aside from getting ride from my parents. And my kids don't have that. Like, they don't, they have bikes. They don't ride them the way we used to when we were kids. It was how I got everything. Let's let's back that up a step. Mm-hmm. When I got run over by a no, car. No, 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 no. The skateboard got run over by a car. Oh, okay. Uh, my friend Matt yes. Matt was riding it. it. crushed all my ribs. <laughs> it was a Humvee. <laughs> I was like, where was it? Did I hear that? <laughs> it was a Valterra King Cobra. I got it for my 10th birthday, and I think I had it for maybe like two or three weeks. And To that point about, Casey, what you're saying about the the um, the bicycle and, or, or the skateboard or anything, it was a sense of freedom. It was your first personal, you know, yeah. again, whether you're using it as a mode of transportation, it was a social thing uh and uh you know to hear people re-embrace that and get more from it now is very cool i will go to doug next hi doug good morning hey what's going on guys yeah buddy (laughs) maybe the first one of those we've had uh what's up doug skateboarding 24 years yeah and basically i owe my entire life to it um I know friends that uh, they're fighters, they've done, you know, martial arts and everything, and they've said that skateboarding has taught them more discipline than anything else in the world. Really? Same with me. I mean, the amount, Jerry Seinfeld once said, um, whenever you see a skater, leave them alone. They're going to be fine. <laughs> how many times they have to fail to know how to do it right? Later on in life, they're going to be just fine. Okay, so it's interesting that you said discipline, Doug, because I view 
skating as lack of discipline. That And that's the thing. Everyone knocks it, and it's because you don't understand it. It is, to sum up skateboarding in one word, would be freedom. So There's, so- there's no set of rules of tricks that you have to do, like baseball, football. Uh, you can literally do it anywhere you want, anytime you want. So you were disciplined in your freedom to do anything at all. I yeah, think what you're, you're talking about the actual mechanics of of yeah. it, as opposed to the, your your sort of freedom with it. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like it, it, it taught me everything. Like if I ever was failing um, to find a job or something like that, all right. Well, I keep doing it the same way. All right, I need to go about it differently. Yeah, and that's what skateboarding is. Yeah, if you, if um, you if can you keep if, doing it the same exact way and you're not landing it, yes, because you need to switch it up. Uh, well, you, if, if you can associate your hobbies and things like that to uh, you know the, the way you approach it and uh, and back into your personal life and so on, that's that's a great bridge of, of how to go about learning. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and learning from your mistakes. Right. You know? It's and it's an essential part. It'll really embellish your life, and you're never. Like, we were talking about this yesterday. You were talking about uh, going uh, to, like, a, a clinic uh, because you have uh, venereal disease. No, a golf clinic. Right, and that you've been playing all this time to a degree of proficiency and then realizing you were making oh, some foundational errors. Fundamental, yeah. uh, fundamental yeah. mistakes. No. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, so when you're a kid, you don't realize that you just keep hucking yourself off things and then just praying to God everything works out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when uh, you're older, you're like, oh, wait, I was doing it wrong, and things start to click a lot easier. That's cool. But, things also hurt a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. I'm just glad that they have more Thank you, Doug. more places for these guys to go and skate these, you know, recreational skate parks and stuff like yeah, that because yeah. when I was coming up, uh they were hanging out at the Pathmark parking lot. There were more things to grind on grind on um in those types of parking lots uh like uh bank parking lots, supermarket parking lots and they get chased out of those places and rightfully so. You know, it's now if you, if you own if you buy the commercial real estate, yeah. you can do your own skateboarding. Yeah. Now, I know what you're saying. But then now there's more places that clearly embrace this, right? Yeah. Are, are there? No, uh, I mean, are you talking about public places? Yeah, like, yeah. like supermarket parking lots or? Like the, actual places designed for. Yeah, yeah. like the skate parks. Exactly. There, yeah. there are. We didn't have those growing up. Like there were no skate parks in, in, in around my area. They just didn't exist. And now they're all over the place. Uh, here's an interesting text. You know, I would said that in this, uh, this story that I read that this guy. Uh, said that sometimes he finds uh, grown adults, uh, men who will bring them to tears when they talk about it. This text says, this is an incredibly touching break, guys. I'm 33 and skateboarding built my life. House, kids, whole nine. Skateboarding is a sacred topic. Thank you. When you... Uh, like you know, surfing, too. You it know? is. So but people he, like that can, can become spiritual, I guess. Dr. Mike always jokes about it. Like, he, 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 will, he will write a prescription for doing something you love that gets you energized, that gets you engaged and plugged in. And a lot of times you think these are, oh, as you get older, these are frivolous pursuits. You know, this, this is something that I... No. Does it bring you joy? You know, it's, unless you're... you're, you're um, you know, I, I just love making meth. Okay, there's a case to be made that that's something you should, should not be pursuing. But otherwise, these things are, you know, they're, they're, again, I keep saying quality of life issues. What are you living for if you can't find something to embrace like yeah. this, like this texter said? Yeah. L- look at how important this is to him. Yeah, and if you, and if you don't have that thing, keep looking. And, yes. And I hope you find that thing. Well, 
Sometimes just working on being good at finding things yeah. is an art unto itself. Yep. You guys should all watch Dear Writer, which is the Jake Burton documentary on mm. HBO. And it there are grown men sobbing in this because Jake changed their life and the sport changed their life. And there's this community that just didn't exist until they brought it to life. We got a surfboard for Christmas. Ooh. Yeah. Are you going to try? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've done it a couple times, you know, when, when we've taken vacations and gone to, you know, uh, locations that have uh, surfing. Uh, I've gone out and taken a, you know, a goofy little lesson in <laughs> a couple hours. And that's, uh, but I'm, I'm going to try it because we, we happen to live right on a surfing beach. Yeah. Uh, and why not? You know, uh, if my, my body, and I told Casey cracked <laughs> me the hell up. I told him I was kicking around the idea of doing it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to get out there and, you know muck things up for the locals and so on. And Casey goes, dude, it's not like War Child is out there <laughs> trying to surf the break, it's all right? Not, it's not at all. Did you go to Kona? Did you get your surfboard Yeah, Kona? Kona, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice people. But look at Jackson. We got a skimboard, too. Yeah. Jackson loves surfing. surfing. Yeah. You know, I mean, doesn't he do it kind of year-round, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He does. Oh, man, there was a great, uh, Wildwood had a really great um, Instagram post when it was snowing down there. Yeah. He, they had a guy in a full-on, like, winter uh, wetsuit. Walking Mumu. through, walking through the uh, the snowstorm, uh, you know, <laughs> over the boardwalk onto the beach. That's crazy. Like, that's those something. Guys love that's that. Stuff. Listen, I, like I know, like when you love it, and I can tell, like the hikes that I would go on, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they go on, and I enjoy. Even no matter how brutal the the weather is, mm-hmm. just getting out and doing it is is so liberating. I will go play golf. When it's freezing cold and I'm by myself, yeah, and I'm like, and while I'm doing, I'll go. What am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing this? But it feels cooler. Like I did and there's the same nobody thing. out there. You know, I rode my bike last year a lot in the cold, cold weather, like 20, 30 degrees, and a lot of people will stop once it gets below sixty. Nah. And but it was it was weird because I'm like. I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm doing it anyway. Really doing it, aren't we, buddy? Uh, and, it, and it felt good. And so you probably have that sort of feeling like, I shouldn't be out here, but I'm out here anyway because I love it that much. Let me get some other calls. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Morning, guys. Gadzooks. Zooks to you, buddy. What's up? All right. Well, a lot of these, like, you don't have to go out and do tricks to enjoy skating. Like, mm. I'm 49 now, and me and my daughter, my daughter's 18, we have longboards. And we just cruise the neighborhood on them, so you don't have to be out doing tricks to enjoy skating. Right? Yeah, you can just go for a ride. You know, hey, those longboards cruise, man. Like yeah. they, you don't have to kick as much, and you find a good hill and a nice paved street, and you can just enjoy the day, man. It's a lot of fun. Dan, cool. do you think the longboard is an easier thing to pick up than a regular skateboard, or harder? No, I would think it's actually easier because they're they're bigger and they're easier to steer. Like the little boards, they're they're made for tricks and they're a little tighter and the wheels are smaller. So when you're hitting like little rocks on the ground, you can send you flying. But the long boards, they have street tires, like uh, street wheels, not tires, street wheels on them, and they're softer and they have you know the same bearings and all, but they're just a softer wheel and you can just cruise a lot better. All right. I'm, 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 I, I, Thanks, I, I tried my issue with um, inline skating, which I really looks like so much fun, and I tried a few times. There are some things that I will sit there and meticulously dissect uh-huh. and build it and do it because obviously that's where a, my a passion is. And then if it's something that I go, oh, I, I want to get, like I think it's like you, Nick, I want to get to that point. 
oh, I'm not liking these steps along the way. Right. And also the fact that when I put on skates, I look like Herman Munster learning to dance. And then with the, the pads and stuff like that, I, uh, it looks like this human was not built for skates. Well, right. we do have a standing offer from Bob Kelly of the Flyers yeah, alumni. Yeah, yeah. That he, he'll take you skating if you ever want to go, Steve. And, and uh, I am the same way. When I go ice skating, it takes me... A day of ice skating to remember how to do it again. I'll have to be out there. For I've like never even learned two hours. Well, it, it's it's just learning how to balance differently, right? And and uh, while I'm out there, I'm grabbing the rails, and I'm you know I, I need a I need a, a, to get going. But then once I get there, and then that part of your brain clicks, where you're like. Oh right, my brain does know how to do this. My feet and legs do know how to do this, and then you're going to fall a few times. But like, you have to accept that that there's going to be failures. As Would well. I be considered a pussy if I was out there with that? They have like that no. walker thing. Nope, no, is, no. Is that, is that okay? Is that if you're out there on the it's, ice? It's a little kiddish, definitely. What if I act really slow? You could do that, <laughs> uh, but no. Listen, there's you know you're having fun. Who cares? Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, this researcher uh, has said that uh, for middle-aged people, something to consider, and, and and it's some people who get on board find it to be life-changing, is to try skateboarding. He had said uh, skateboarding provides a serious emotional outlet for people who have experienced personal trials in the collapse of long-term relationships, career challenges, parenthood, and substance abuse. Uh, he studied middle-aged skateboarders in Hong Kong and the U.K., interviewing 30 of them to understand uh, what they get out of it. His fi- findings dubbed Identity and Well-Being in Older Skateboarders uh, were, published, were published in the research text Lifestyle, Sports, and Identity. So it was a study that was done recently. I like the message. We got so many people uh, yeah. checking in. Let me go to some other calls here. Uh, let's see. I have uh, Patrick who we're going to go to. Yo, Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, man. What's up? Hey. So um, I actually, I'm from Philly, uh, lived there for 23 years uh, from birth, and then I moved down to Chattanooga, and I worked for Amazon for a little bit, and I actually met some friends there who rollerbladed, and I got some skates down here, and then uh, I'm, I'm used to ice skating, so uh, I figured I'd pick it up quick, and now every summer we get together, and uh, like every week, we'll, I'll, I'll just call them up and be like, hey, you guys want to skate, and, and we'll go out and skate, and I've, I've met a lot of lifelong friends there. Like that, at the river walk and stuff. That's a cool, cool thing. Yeah. That, that, that's right. a community. It's like, Casey, your bike, you know, your, your cyclist community, mm-hmm. Preston with the multiple things that you're involved with, Nick with the, the, the hiking and stuff, and Marissa with the dinner on Blanc. No. Uh, the, <laughs> but all that stuff is, yeah. is stuff where you, you are you're part of a collective and you have a common thing that you enjoy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely brought me some, some, some friends that, that I really cherish. You know, uh, now through it, and and I'm definitely meeting a lot more people too, uh, just through rollerblading and stuff. And and you don't see many rollerbladers down here, but when when I do, you know, I'm like, hey, nice skates, and you know, <laughs> nice, yeah, awesome, I, I, good for you, Patrick. I do have to Good's say thing. though, thanks that. 40, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds are a lot cooler today than they were when I was a kid. Do you know what I it's mean? It's funny how when you start to become those ages, you come to that realization. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't see. <laughs> those adults weren't out yeah. there no, I know exactly what you mean. And, yeah. and doing all that stuff. Cases, like, years ago, there seemed to be a mad rush. I remember when I was in college for for, for, for people just, to- oh, that's, that's kid stuff. Like, yeah. like. I think now there's such, and again, you don't want to be forever a nine-year-old, mm-hmm. but but you you want. Um, there's nothing wrong with embracing the things you enjoyed years ago, 
And yeah. and it seemed like that was kind of verboten I think, decades um, ago. Mark Norman has a great bit about, uh, and it's in he's on a Netflix uh, special now. It's the stand up, so he's got a half hour. But he just talks about how like the grown ups today are more like the kids, and the kids are more like the grown ups now <laughs> uh, because you know they you know the medical marijuana like yeah, people yeah. are like grown ups are openly doing that stuff. They're gaming, you know, they're doing all these things that like mm. you know normal teenagers yes, are. It's kind of true. By the way, I want to put this out to a couple of younger guys I ran into and uh, uh, throw this message out there because I was at my uh, where I play golf and I, and I, these guys were uh, coming out. I was walking in, they were like recognize me and they're like, hey. I go, yeah, do you guys play here much? They're like, yeah, dude, we play here like 50 times a year. We play every Sunday. And they were kind of like, you want to play golf? Uh-huh. <laughs> we play early Sunday morning. I'm like, yeah, send me an email. I haven't heard from them yet. What? So guys, email what? me. Well, it's too, it's really too cold to go out and play, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning on a right. on a Sunday. You would do but, it. But I'm definitely interested. I definitely yeah. would like to, uh, to meet up and play golf sometime. So getting out and meeting people, that's part of these types of things that, that can become that if you want that from I it. I think it's very helpful to, to look at look at life in general that way, to make those, find those things that bring you joy. Well, let's go to, Dave's got a, a good example because uh, he tried the skateboarding and didn't work out. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, man. All right, Dave, you've got an interesting story. What's that? I was a skater back starting in the uh, early 90s. And uh, did it up until my 20s. And in 2012, I became an amputee because of a motorcycle accident. Okay. I tried getting back on the board, but it's it was it literally, it was like the most dangerous joke on the street. Did you lose, was it a lower body or upper body uh, amputation? It's my lower left leg. Okay. Yeah, that's got to be but hard, man. I couldn't feel kicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... But, you know, I was a little down because skating was, like, one of the biggest things in my life. It, you know, I had that community around me. I always had that that feel. It was like a small pocket planet of just skaters. And another thing I used to do when I was younger was paintball. And I started taking up paintball again and found a team, found the community again, that, that just feeling to belong and just do something that I love. And I am now 44 years old. I'm out there at 6 in the morning on Sunday to guys <laughs> half my age. Yeah. Dave, that's awesome. Because that's you, you could actually combine both and shoot uh, skaters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. It's like a duck game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him participating. He's the only one doing that sport. But God, I wonder if they've time. ever combined Who's your shooter? <laughs> We need, yeah, we, we need to do a whole other segment on combining sports. Combining sports. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yes. Okay. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. See, that's... I lo- are you finding? I'm finding such joy in hearing people tap totally. into these things. Totally, I did uh, paintball with so uh, my buddy Howie Long. Uh, his son had a birthday party, and I and it was a paintball party uh, near that uh, inline 309 place. Brad. Yes. How- Howie Long Jr. Yeah, Howie um, Long. Jr. I, know, I know the exact. I've been to that uh, paintball place, and I'm, uh, it's escaping the name of it's escaping. My I mind. had a blast because it was like, hey, you can come out and, and and play if you want to. And so me and and uh, the other dad, we went out and played, and I was. <laughs> Was lighting these kids up, and I told him beforehand. I go, I'm not taking it easy on you. Don't take yeah, it yeah, easy yeah. on me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire you guys up. And I did, and I had a great time. The only problem I had was I was sweating so much that my goggles were fogging up. Like, ah, uh, see, person. yeah, that's hard. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. go, you should go to Harper Lee Laser Tag. That's a great place. <laughs> yeah. And you can't take your headgear off, or they'll kick mm-hmm. you out. Yep. Yeah. So you had to deal with fogged up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it I, called uh, Outdoor Extreme? 
in the yes. Hatfield? That's it. Okay. Yep. All right. Let me go to Erica. Hi there, Erica. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. What's up? Uh, yeah. So I just, um, after 20 years, I decided to take up tennis again. Okay. You know, I played in high school for a little bit. Wasn't that great. And to my surprise, I'm actually way better now than I was <laughs> okay. 20 years ago. Isn't that a great thing to find? It? Don't worry, though. I played tennis and I've loved tennis for all my life. Tennis has a way of reminding you that you still are not very good at it. So yeah. even though you've hit this, but it doesn't matter that you're finding uh, and uh, you're finding joy now. Are you? Are you just? You go. You know. They sometimes they have the uh, the handball wall, and you can hit balls against that. Or are are you actively playing with a lot of teams or leagues or what? What are you doing? You know what? I'm like dabbing into everything: private lessons, clinics. Um, cool. I haven't done leagues yet, but. I'm finding at 20 years later, I'm a lot more confident in myself, and I don't really give a crap what people think on the court. So you just... <laughs> that's the way. Yeah, yeah that's the way yeah. to do it, Erica. That's awesome. You do it at your own but way. Also, you don't have to follow the I rules. Think, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I think more importantly is that my kids see that I found a passion. Um, you know that it's okay for parents to go do stuff for themselves yeah. a couple times a week, and like now my kids really want to play tennis, and they're seeing that it's important to find something and to, you know. Do it for yourself. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember when I saw my father rediscover the joy of being a pimp and my mother oh, yeah. <laughs> working for Thanks, him Erica. on the streets right. and they got to spend time together. They had a group. It was great. Yeah, uh, We talked about this uh, not too long ago, but my buddy Brian, he's 47. He is playing pickleball now. Yes. Pickleball is very popular. And he loves it. And it's a listen. A lot of senior citizens are playing it, but he's found joy in it. Oh, you can crush him. They're playing. They play it a lot of times in the gym. Uh, the, uh, I go to the Y, and they have a gym there, and they have half of the gym is set up for pickleball. And I and so I, I see these, and I'm like, I could go do that. I could do. Yeah. That. I could. Yeah. I could crush these do pickleball. <laughs> I could break the limbs on these old pricks. They've got apparently they've got leagues in in uh, Wildwood, Casey. Yes, they there, do. In Wildwood Crest, actually, mm-hmm. I've seen. I go by there all the time, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder. And I pitched it to Rochelle a couple times. Zero feet. Preston. Oh, no. yeah. Preston. Surfing like pickle- looks like fun. Surfing, surfing pickleball. pickleball. <laughs> How about that? You know what, though? I Start didn't, a new sport. I didn't know your wife was a volleyball player until this she past was. summer. Yeah. Maybe that's something we could start up down there. That could be kind of cool. I don't know, man. My, Volley pickleball. Yeah. Mm. My knees and shoulders kill me for yeah, that. Yeah, but just set up a volleyball net on the beach and just volley back and forth. It doesn't have to be like an actual game. Just yes, kind of, yeah, but then, dude, then you, I would start diving for balls. Uh, and, you know, you mm. just you're, at some point your ego takes over. Don't you use know? a ball. Yeah, yeah that's just, a just great, do the motion. What, yeah. Yeah. what if you just invite a bunch of hot girls in bikinis over yeah. and watch, watch them play? I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Your forearms will get strong. Don't hate it, Marissa. It always turns into you're keeping score. I used to play tennis with my buddy Rick, and I would just play back and forth, volley, volley, volley. He's like, okay, let's start keeping score now. I'm like. You know, I'm like, can't we just, you know, we don't have to keep score. Like, this is fun. Just hitting it back and forth. I would all the time get a can of balls and go up and and you'd slam against the wall. And, you you know, they would actually put a a, A line line to to, demarcation for the net would be. And, you know, and I'd blow out all three of the the balls and just do it. And I loved it. It was so great. I'm going to go to uh, Ron. Hi, Ron. Good morning. Morning. What's up, Ron? Not much. What's up with you? Just uh, <laughs> chatting with you, man. Speak. <laughs> yeah, so I started skateboarding uh, when I was 47 last year during COVID. 
Never stepped on a board in my life. Wow. And now um, now I skateboard all the time. I travel around Jersey when I get a chance and go to all the skate parks in PA and in Jersey and just have a blast with it. It's just, what? How, it's how, so did you, how did you come about deciding to do it, Ron? I just figured if I wasn't going to do it at 47, I probably never was going to, and I'm kind of one of those uh, adrenaline junkies. Huh. You guys were talking about... You guys were talking about surfing before. I used to live in Virginia Beach, and I was one of those crazy guys that'd be out there in a blizzard <laughs> surfing all, all the time. Okay. So, uh, you know, I just I just said, you know what? I, I got to try it before I can't anymore, and I just got on the board and got going. I had a couple of injuries because it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, right. But, uh, but just kept going, and now it's just I, it's exactly what that guy in that article is talking about. It just freeze your mind and get you to just forget all your problems. I love it. It's awesome. Good for I you. I love it, man. Good for you, Ron. Finding something at, at 47, 47 years old. Wearing just, <laughs> this is my this is my new thing. Yeah. This Wearing a helmet to... though is is my my wife my wife is very good on um her, her balance her skating, her ice skating. Yeah. Um and we had the hoverboard. Uh you know, and she was she she nailed that and she was booking around and doing great. And then the uh, the one time she wasn't wearing her her uh, elbow uh, protection uh-huh. and her knee protection yeah. and her helmet was inside on the hardwood floor uh-huh. and I'm hearing the thing beeping as I'm doing you know work I'm like it's going to run low hun the the, the gyroscope in it will fail uh-huh. and and she's talking oh okay okay and then it eventually ran out it fell out and Boom. she had yep. like a, a really bad forearm sprain so yes where. Where, listen, I, if when you're going to do it, wear the protective gear. When I, um, Captain Dale, uh, he had he had COVID and he had gotten it really bad and he was in um, intensive care. And then he yeah. eventually was in a rehab center and I visited him in the rehab center. He shared a room with a, an adult male who was riding a skateboard, wasn't wearing a helmet, smashed his head. And he was in a bad, 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 bad. Uh, so like, you don't need you that. Know, no, don't need that. Don't be terrified, but just uh, come no, to precautions. Put a on. Yeah, yeah. Just be safe. That's all you got to do. All right, well, anyhow, uh, this was going to be the Just Sane Institute. <laughs> it was. And it was a good topic. we ended up yeah. just talking about one particular study. I normally go through a series of them. I have several others, so maybe we could revisit if this. If you've never felt betrayed, you just did. Maybe we can do it later. the Just Sane Institute, one story. Later on this morning, uh, we'll see, because I do have some others to share. But that that is a, uh, a great tip. Uh, and if it's not skateboarding for you, yeah. it might be something else. But you've got to, what you have to do is you have to get out and try these things, and then you find out. You're one of many. You always tend to feel you're going to stand out, or people, don't worry about that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you find that thing, it's going to be fantastic for you. So yep. you recommend to buy all the gear for everything just to try it out? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's all you got to do. <laughs> totally. No. Fortunately, there are some places you can go rent and uh, yeah. and so on. Join the Boosters Club, the Scuba Club, yeah, uh, the, the Glee Club. Uh, the Ceramic the Club. Ceramic Club. All that stuff, yeah. I saw that episode, Then too. bring the girls back to the house and... Your your brother will probably be working on some sort of volcano. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And a Bizarre File Stories, I promise more than one. Okay, when we come back. Yes. So we yeah. will get to that when we return. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Prestonandsteve.com. 
Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, before this uh, text message gets away, it's it's from our last segment, and we I just briefly said something about combining sports. Yes. But he said, uh, in the 90s, a friend and I combined tennis, badminton, and pickleball, and we called it 10 Pickle Mitten. He <laughs> <laughs> used tennis racket, pickleball, and a badminton uh, net. Uh, so awesome fun. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to explore like that, that sometime. Yeah. In the meantime, we dive into the B file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. <laughs> All right, we will begin with a story out of Poland, and police in Poland have arrested a convicted murderer who had been on the run for twenty years. Wow! And they were able to do it. Uh, they pulled him. They they started to cite him because he was not wearing a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Warsaw. If you're a murderer on the run, <laughs> this and is that's the a perfect law. excuse to walk around exactly. incognito. Uh-huh. No, I, I want people to recognize me. Warsaw <laughs> police said they had detained the 45 year old fugitive at a north uh, shop in northeast of the capital. Uh, the man has now been transported to a prison where he is due to serve a 25 year sentence for murder. No further details were provided, and face masks are mandatory in all shops in Poland under the latest anti-coronavirus restrictions. And this genius decided to walk around. It's like somebody who was, you know, all that who was uh, transporting a bunch of cocaine and yes. doing 120 miles an hour right. the with their taillight out. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> they got him. Uh, this is a terrible story uh, in North Jersey: a black bear weighing at least 400 pounds clawed and bit an 81-year-old woman on Monday night outside her home in Sussex County before dragging the woman's dog into the woods and mauling it to death. Oh, my God. Uh, The attack had occurred shortly after the woman had placed trash in garbage cans for Tuesday's pickup and let her dogs outside to go to the bathroom. Uh, Police said two black bears were sitting there in the yard eating the garbage. They had already gotten into the garbage, and they had it all spread out on the ground, and they were helping themselves. Uh, The dogs immediately darted toward the bears, uh, the larger of the two bears ran off into the woods when the dogs ran at them. The other bear stood its ground. Uh, the bear swatted and hit the older dog. The younger dog was fast, and the bears were not able to touch that dog. Uh, the woman was attacked. She stepped in to try to save the dog, and that's why she was attacked. She ran toward the bear, yelling, and attempted to get her dog away from the bear. Uh, the bear bit the woman's leg and clawed at her, causing deep puncture-type scratches to her head. Uh, the bear picked up the woman's dog and carried it into the woods with her other dog in pursuit. While the woman was taken to the hospital, uh, she received seven stitches to close the wound on her leg and given antibiotics because she was bitten, you know. Uh, two officers with the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection Division of Fish and Wildlife were at the scene to possibly trap the bear. Uh, they said the bears were adults weighing four to 500 pounds. Wow. God almighty. Yeah. Yep. She's lucky to be alive. Totally. Uh, the past two years have made many of us want to stock up on sanitizing supplies. John French was ahead of the game. The production coordinator at Michigan State University's Abrams Planetarium 
has been collecting moist towelettes since the 1990s, <laughs> and his collection of wipes is now well into the thousands, and the Moist Towelette Museum, housed in French's office in the planetarium, has wipes from all corners of the world. It's a dream come true. <laughs> Texas, Japan, Russia, Germany, Kuala Lumpur, and Tahiti are among the dozens of places represented in the collection. I would say my wife is upset with me, but... There is no wife. <laughs> Most of these towelettes were donated to the museum, sometimes by strangers. Some of the towelettes in the collection serve a specific purchase, such as a purpose, such as denture cleaning, <laughs> removing tar from shoes, or wiping away radioactive contamination. Remember, you were a kid the first time you were introduced to moist towelettes. You're I like, thought it was great. This is astonishing. Yeah. Uh, it was probably KFC. It yeah. was one of the first places I had moist, a moist towelettes. Uh, one, and I always liked the way they smelled. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Something about that. I'm a big fan. Uh, are you a big fan? I, I, right. I collect them as well, not to the museum level. However, uh, they do close. dry out after a while. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking for my supply over here. Wait, they'll dry out in the packet? In the packet, yeah. Oh. yeah. After a while. Okay. Yeah. I used to like also cracking open the uh, the uh, ammonia capsules in a first oh aid kit. Yeah. But Marissa does a great thing where she stores the ones. Like if we get to a restaurant that brings us wings, Marissa will grab them and she <laughs> sticks them in the cabinet underneath the TV over there. So there's a, a moist towelette supply. We should have a party. We should. <laughs> One We're wipe, so moist. One wipe that this guy has is specifically for secretaries to clean typewriter, ribbon, ink, and carbon paper. Uh, the oldest wipe he has is what's called a wash-up towelette from 1983. Mm. He said the collection began as a joke between French and a former colleague. He said, "I found out one of the things on. I found out that of all the things on the internet, there wasn't a collection of moist towelettes." So he started his collection, <laughs> and the donation, day, day, donations began to roll in. That's what he found on the internet. Uh, so you can uh, you can go and visit the Moist Towelette Museum if you're interested. Three intensive care patients in Ukraine have been killed in a hospital fire sparked by a candlelight, uh, a candle that was lit to remember a recent COVID nineteen death. Whoops. And yeah, another four people are being treated for severe burns following the blaze in Kosiv, western Ukraine. According to officials, it began when a candle was lit by a member of staff near five oxygen concentrators, mm-hmm. which instantly caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the latest in a number of deadly hospital fires during the pandemic. We're going to need some more candles. Pure oxygen in cylinders, which are commonly found in hospitals and have been heavily relied on to treat COVID-19 patients, is highly flammable, of course. Local emergency services said the ignorance of the elementary laws of physics and disregard for safety rules have led to irreparable losses. Uh, The people who died were two women and a man, while three doctors suffered burns. All right, we'll do one more story and wrap. Uh, An eight-month-old dog saved a stranded hiker in the Croatian mountains this week, keeping him warm and safe until first responders could get to them. It's an amazing story. The dog, an Alaskan... How do you feel? You're comfortable? <laughs> right, now I'm going to go into town and get some help. And I have uh, sort of put out your pills, and uh, there's a uh, blanket and some Twix bars in the trunk. <laughs> what a dog. Uh, the dog, an Alaskan Malamute uh, called North, laid on top of Garga Brick for 13 hours after the man fell and injured himself while climbing down a slope uh, along the uh, Velibit Mountain Range. The dog was trying to suffocate him. Uh, two other hikers. Die already. <laughs> I'm going to eat you yeah, when you're dead. I'm not going to eat you alive. <laughs> I'm not in it. Wait, I am in it. <laughs> two other hikers on the trail, uh, unable to reach north, and uh, Breek had uh, doubled back for help. Uh, when almost 30 rescuers arrived on the scene, North had curled up with him and warmed him. Over with here, his, over here. With his body. 
Uh, he's like whistling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're a talking dog. Later, later. There's time for that later. Uh, North himself was uninjured, and he said uh, this, the, according to his owner, he said this little dog is a real miracle. So that's that's God a great, damn right I am. That's a great story. All right. Yeah, you're a talking dog for crying out loud. <laughs> I didn't know you could talk. I had nothing to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break a little bit later on. Singles, listen up, because we're going to have Steve Ward, who is the head of MasterMatchmakers.com, <laughs> is going to be joining us. We're into a new year. Maybe this is maybe it's one of your resolutions, meet somebody. So you can go skateboarding with them. There you go. Right? <laughs> we'll get some suggestions from him in a bit. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, real quick, shout out if you don't mind. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Hey President. I'd like to give a big juicy shout out to my husband, Jeff's 35th birthday. Jeff lived in Philly only for about a year. Uh, but the President and Steve family stayed with him over the last decade. Wow. As he's moved countless times. And he introduced me to the show about six years ago. Wow. And now the podcasts are our go-to road trip listen. You guys rock. Uh, Jeff is the most hardworking and caring person I've met. That was a burp. I wasn't getting choked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I mean he's, something like He's that. understanding and always supportive. Speaking uh, guy. She said, I know a shard out would be abs- would absolutely make his day. Thank you so much. And that is from Jessica. So a shard from Jessica Pankrats. Uh, that's her last name, Pankrats. That reminds me of uh, that moment in Fletch. Probably that. Hanner-ass, or you know what I'm talking about? No! He says, what? He says he's probably that pederast Hanrahan. Uh, that pederast Hanner- Hanrahan. Yeah, and he's, so he's calling him like a pedophile, basically. Is that what it was? A, pe- a pederast is a pedophile, essentially, I was, yeah. I oh. So he's, 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 he's laying an insult right before the name. He's like, probably that pederast Hanrahan. I didn't. I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, maybe not. All right, well, listen, so a uh, little bit of snow on the way. Uh, tonight, you guys were off air talking about snowblowers. I heard that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I uh, did you go fires up I in preparation? I, I, I meant to do that the other day when it hit the shore, just in case. And I haven't done it, but I got mine serviced at the end of last season and got all uh, drained all the ran it till it ran out of gas. Yeah. So my, uh, because so, I'm not going to have that problem where it gums up again. Hopefully, I forgot to do that last year. Uh, okay. uh. So so um, what happened? This is one of those things where I say, okay. I've had it for a, a while. I maintain them well. I do run the, the the stuff out. They're almost indestructible. Those two stroke, you know, engines. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're pretty amazing. So, um, you know, I figure, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to prove to myself that it's really not working, and maybe I'll just give it to someone who wants to, um, you know, do the maintenance on it, and I'll get I'll get a new one. Uh, you know, just start <laughs> start the new legacy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and that, now I'm sort of in my mind. I'm okay. I'm going online, and I'm looking at. Well, I like that snowblower. I like that snowblower because certainly this one's not going to be up to snuff for this year. I go out, second or third pole starts right up. I'm That's like, crazy. all right, with, with I guess old, we're going another year, buddy. Old gas and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I definitely bleed the, uh, the gas out of mine every year. And um, so last year, Steve, or maybe it might have been two years ago, the pull cord broke on mine. It just, yes, it just That's a problem. Well, it has an electric start too, but that is kind of a pain in the ass. To, uh, I don't want to say it's a pain in the ass. To it you run that, a cord yeah. to it and blah blah right. blah. So I uh, I bought a new pull cord for it. I was going to take it in to get service. This guy John Clark listens uh, from NBC Ten. No, he's a different John oh. Clark, uh, <laughs> but he's the guy who I bought my snowblower from. He, you know, I was going to take it to him, and then I was like, you know what? I could probably fix the pull cord. Never say that. Well, I did. You did? Yeah. All right. Well. You know, I just, I sort of figured, I'm like, okay, it's not an engine. All it is is a, a nylon cord that is connected to something else. Now, listen, what should have taken me 
five to ten minutes. Took me about two hours uh, because it wasn't working. And there's this, like, weird inner spring that I didn't know was there. And I'm like, why is this not working? And then I'm YouTubing it. And, you know, uh, it was tough to get this weird spring connected. I still, I got to go back and redo it or whatever. But, you know. May may I mention that pulling a, a, a pull start cord and having it fire up on the first one is one of those little satisfactions in life. Yeah. You it's like I don't know, it's like hitting a home, you know, with, with, with a baseball when you hit the sweet spot or uh, something or, like that or, nothing, or or swish, you know, like Yeah, three, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of, it, it fits in those little things mm-hmm. of yes. You're exactly you know right. I mean? Contrary-wise, it's the most devastating when it doesn't happen. It's like oh my god, you are by yourself with your laptop open in your bedroom and <laughs> stop the door. Stop it. You got your headphones. Stop on. that. I did though. I it, it, but the opposite is I remember when I was having trouble with this and I'm and I'm, and I'm pulling the pull cord yeah. over and over and over and over, just trying to okay, it's going to get warmed up. And I've done it like 15 times. And I look down and I've ripped the skin <laughs> on my uh, between my middle end oh yeah. my and uh, and and pointer finger because the cord is there and it's it's a friction burn and I didn't yep. even realize I was doing it at the time. What's your and that son of a bitch hurt for days? <laughs> What's your pull method? Do you stand? Do you do like a cable crossover or do no. you do the back? I do the pull back. I even do yeah. uh, one foot up, one foot on. I do that's me, bro. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I put oh. a foot Except on the unit and pull. I don't put the foot on the unit. I just raise one foot for some bizarre. Oh, you just pull it? No, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I put like, it. <laughs> you ever do that? Exor- I do the crane technique. <laughs> Sweep the leg. You ever do Sweep that exercise in the gym, like where you have to, you know, oh, get the yeah. weight and pull it? Yeah, back yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's you know pulling the lawnmower string. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, Show Casey, me pull you, the snowblower. Did you know that uh, John Clark, the guy that sold you your snowblower, that it does not work at NBC Ten? Do you know that he was my soccer coach when I was in third grade? I actually, I did. Uh, I didn't remember that until you said it right now. You said he uh, he told me that you were a nice kid. Yeah. He said you were quiet. Yes. Uh, but you were a really nice kid. Yeah. He actually he told me that. I when tell I tell you something? <laughs> I, I have a history with Nick. Yeah. Uh, He's a super nice guy. Yeah. His, his daughter got up on stage for um, she did. Christmas yes, Miracle. She was yeah. just as gritty. She made a gritty costume. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's awesome. And also, I had never heard the word macadam before I, I met him. Uh, he used to work at this. I don't know where he works now, but he used to work at this place in, in uh, Westchester. Do you guys know what macadam is? No, I know Rachel McAdam, but no. McAdam is blacktop. Yeah, like That's pavement. Pavement. No. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it's a proper name that has been like this guy. Oh, like invented it? Yeah, no, no, no. Like a guy named McAdam. I'm, I'm probably getting is it like wrong. figging. Uh, it's like figging, <laughs> except not at all like figging. No, no. It's like a guy named McAdam invented this way of doing that, and okay. that is now named after him. So, like the way the way something becomes yeah, like you said, Kleenex right. or, or uh, a Jacuzzi, Sploosh. right? Yeah. <laughs> was there John Splush? Mr. Jacuzzi's <laughs> brand name. Yeah, but is it, was that a person's name? You think? Oh, I don't know, but I mean, I mean, but but it is since it it replaced the you know instead of calling it a hot tub or right. a spa, people would just say jacuzzi. Well, now they they've gone back to hot. Yes, tub you're right. So right. yeah, yeah. There's a jacuzzi family. Oh, oh get so uh, oh, wait. They're and very moist. There... Okay, hang on. Is jacuzzi? My name is there's... Fred Jacuzzi. Yeah. How are you, Elfo Jacuzzi? Yeah. Is there jacuzzi? A wine or a champagne jacuzzi? Yes. Okay, I thought so. So I, I actually was to the vineyard in um, uh, yeah, Napa. Look at me, a world traveler. Uh, but uh, yeah, so and it, it actually, I, I think the jacuzzi family actually started with plane prop. Nick, you'll have to look at that. Aircraft? Right. Yeah, aircraft. Okay. I believe I could be I wrong. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I want to go back to the snowblower thing, too. Uh, sure. Because, speaking of John Clark, I need to call him because I want to get a, a rider lawnmower and I want to get. Like a um, one of those uh, plows, like a snow plow, and put it on top on, in front of right. 
the and so I could plow the driveway a little bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think that would also because my driveway gets a little wide towards the the base of it and my- it gets Harder, and you have, I think, the same thing. Our old house, uh, our neighbor had one of those on, on a just regular riding tractor mower, you know, uh, riding mower. Just put, put a plow on it. Put a plow blade yeah. on the front, and he would, he would do our sidewalks just as a, uh, you know, and and if it was a really bad snow, he'd come over. And we had a really small driveway, and he would knock it out real fast. Was it, it was overkill? Really, do you really think cool. to have for him to have it, or would a, no. would a regular snowblower have gotten he, it done? He had one of those, uh, like a flag lot. Where the the driveway's oh, yeah. really long I and goes to yeah. the back, uh, goes yeah. behind another house. You know, it's got a pretty badass one, Doctor Mike. Doctor Mike. Mike has a tank treads. Tread. Yeah, it's got treads. Wow. In his his house before the one he's currently in, he had a long driveway that had a, a, a hey. steep decline. John Clark, the not snow, uh, the not NBC <laughs> Ten guys on the phone line. No Casey. Hi, John Clark from not NBC Ten. What's up, man? Gadzooks, how you doing? Gadzooks, buddy, we're good. Uh, yeah. Casey really wants to put a, uh, a, a snowplow blade on the front of a tractor. Can you help him? Uh, that's great, but sometimes uh, there's a problem with that. Uh, you have to, when you're plowing, mm-hmm. you first have to have weights, chains, uh, and enough room so that the beginning of the year you start plowing, you push the snow out a little further than the driveway because every time you have snow, you're going to have to keep pushing it out. Otherwise, right. It's going to get really tight. Yeah. I see what he's saying. A snowblower would, would so Throws curls it, it off. Yeah. You're simply pushing it, and so you, you will have to. In fact, it sounds like what you're describing, John, is an abject nightmare. Casey, uh, push yeah. it into your neighbor's driveway. That's uh, what you got to do. They'll, and then buy them a different. snowblower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a, a driveway, uh, a neighbor driveway near my driveway at all. But the problem with my, my snowblower is that the driveway gets wide towards the end. Um, why, is that a, why is that a problem? I'm not quite understanding. Because when you're snow blowing, like there's no way to blow the snow uh, away from anywhere. That's not you're not just gonna have to blow so, it. So you go you later. Go, go you know laterally. what I mean? Yeah, I I can't. I, so I if, I, can. if I if I go, you Do know, you want me to show you the way? If I go lengthwise or widthwise, I'm going to be blowing the snow into the path of where I'm going to be blowing snow later anyway, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense to you. So whatsoever. you can, you can, if you can no. do it too great if you could do down the middle, mm-hmm. back, right? Down the middle. Oh, Correct. Yeah, I have, I have a pattern that I've I follow. I've got a pattern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go down the middle, you throw this snow to the left, you yes. throw the other snow to the right. Yeah, yeah but where it gets do. wide, I don't have that. Because if I throw then, the then snow... Then you just got to the, go twice. Yeah. yeah know, Move to a warmer climate. Well, if it's working properly, it should throw the snow at least 25 feet. Yes. Well, and I think we've also had an issue with the the snow is, has been heavy lately. Mm. Heavy snow. Great band. So heavy. Yes. Heavy snow. We are heavy snow! I love it. John, so what we... you can do, instead of taking a full swath, take half a swath so that it allows it to throw the snow further. There we It'll go. take it a little bit longer, but you're not putting that much of a stress on the machine then. Okay, so what I was looking at the the I see the snow blowers now that you know the the uh, the, the auger I guess they call it mm-hmm. the uh, right so so um, yep. it, that is the one I currently have. It's a little bit more hidden, but there are ones that have a full like open face, um, and those seem pretty powerful. Uh, any uh, any experience with those, John Clark, not from NBC Ten. <laughs> uh- in terms of like a Cub Cadet version, are, are are they are they good? Are they bad? I have a Cub Cadet. I've got I've got two. I have that in a Toro. Privilege. <laughs> Don't talk about your snowblowers on air. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got the open front with the auger and on it as well. Do you like it? I only I, the reason I got that 
is because when we've got those over, you know, foot, over a foot and a half. You can get 18 it. 18 inches. Yeah. You can get it. And the, uh, you can I, tap that. But my, um, my go-to, my workhorse is the, is the, um, uh, the Toro. And but once it gets above like ten inches or so, it's a little too high. You got to do it. a raise, yeah. but, but it's on. a badass. So, okay, but, but I use that. Uh, what I like to use is use the the Cub Cadet for the heavy stuff, and you you knock the first layer out, and then you bring out the the Toro, and it cleans it all up. So you're saying that the 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 open face one, it sounds like we're talking about roast beef sandwiches here. Uh, is is um. Would not be effective for just a straight through pass. Not really. I mean, kinda, but not. Nah, you're, you're because better, it's elevated. You're better using. So the one I use. Oh, I can't believe we're spending this length of conversation on this. Neither the, can I. The Toro that I have has like a. It's almost like a rubber material that comes down and sweeps up the. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you have a single stage. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Was yes. that Preston's okay. mistake? And that's, and that's what I use for the lesser snowfalls that we get. That's perfect, and that's yep. also better for a wetter, heavier snow because it picks it up and throws it all in one. Yeah, it'll chuck that uh, stuff. Motion as opposed to the auger in the front chopping it up and sending it back into the impeller for it to be thrown. All right, this is what I have, Steve. You're looking at a picture. Okay, so I, yeah. I, I yes, I have one that's uh, that's yeah. a, a bit different. Yeah, it's it's kind of halfway between that Preston and the open face auger. Uh, Casey, should you and John continue this conversation off air? Maybe meet for drinks. Yeah, yeah let's meet for like drinks. Uh, you know, you know, hit me uh, in my DM. Well, slide into his. DM. I can't believe I'm so nervous. Before you go, John. Uh, what are your memories of uh, soccer from 1984? When I was, uh, because my my dad and uh, Ash D'Antonio's father were the uh, the co coaches. I don't think our team was very good, but I don't remember exactly. Uh, no, I just remember the uh, I think it was the Jackson Twins that were on the team too, and and that's about it. Yeah, I posted okay. a picture on uh, on Instagram years ago. I'm sending it to Marissa now, and, and we'll put it up on the account. But yeah, my dad was a coach, and John was a coach, and here we are having a conversation in 2022 <laughs> about snowblowers. You know? Did you so- make Nick play goal because of the size of his head, or did he have some other shining yeah. moments on the field? Uh, we can discuss that later. Okay. All, right. Yeah. All right, John, thanks for your call, man. We appreciate it. Not a problem. So you the guys. whole reason that I brought this up, and by the way, uh, Frank and Mike are both on hold. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. But we're, we're gonna we're gonna move on to something else. But um, if you use non-ethanol uh, fuel or aviation fuel, it says you don't have to bleed the gas. It doesn't gunk up. It doesn't oh, have really? that stuff. Oh. Thank you guys. You know, well, here I'll go right. to the call real quick. Hi, Frank. Frank. Hello. Yeah, you're on the air, Frank. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right. So you say non-ethanol fuel. Yep, Wawa is the only place that sells it. I was wondering where you get that type of thing. Okay. Wawa sells non-ethanol Wawa. fuel. Huh. You and put that in there, you put that in there, and it'll, it won't break down. Your ethanol fuel breaks down. That's where your gum comes from in your carburetor. Hey, hang on, Frank. So where it, how is this labeled, or is it all the gasoline at uh, Wawa is non-ethanol? If you go to the pump, it'll say non-ethanol fuel in one of your... Huh. Uh, one of your choices. <laughs> Oh. Preston, just go to the pump with a long line of snowblowers. All right. All right. Thank you, Frank. Right. Thank Appreciate you. That, that makes sense. And then, hang on. Uh, Mike uh, has uh, another tip. Hey, Mike. Mike, you're on the air, bud. Okay. Thanks, well, Mike. No, he's not. He was saying uh, aviation fuel. I don't know where you get aviation The airport. Fuel. <laughs> yeah. Just pull up on the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the tarmac. Speaking <laughs> of aviation, uh, Homeland Security is sweeping down. Just my snowblower. I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> so, Steve, 
Giocondo Jacuzzi and Candido Jacuzzi yeah. started an airplane business. They made wooden propellers using mili- under military contracts back in the 1920s. But ironically, <laughs> or sadly, or whatever, uh, Giocondo died oh. in a plane crash. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so uh, they switched to hot tubs. After they that, they right? started to make hot tubs. A lot less crashes. And yeah. wine? Uh, and I don't know if it's the same family that's it a, has a, to be Nick because associated. we were at so we were at they built this it, it really looks like a like a Tuscan sort of you know setup and it's just beautiful I I for so, I'm one of those rare non drinkers that loves going to uh, wine tastings sure. and vineyards and stuff like that there's it's just, history attached to it and, and culture usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. cheese and stuff and like usually that. cheese I was going right. to say <laughs> uh, there's, and there's, there's no mention beautiful. of it uh, in their Wikipedia page so it might be a separate. Jacuzzi family, Steve. I don't well, know. Because when I went there, Preston, in this in this uh, vineyard, in this winery, they had large wooden propellers on the walls. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't they have to have a hot tub full of wine if you're going <laughs> to go to the Jacuzzi wine, wine company? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, anyhow, the reason, <laughs> other than the fact, <laughs> twenty minutes later, right, that I brought up uh, the 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 snow blowing and all that stuff is, you know, because obviously we're getting some snow tonight. Um, I saw a study about um, whether or not you are too old to shovel snow. Ah. Uh, because if you're old enough to skateboard, a study from 2010 estimated that nearly 200,000 people were treated in emergency rooms for snow shoveling related incidents. Between 1990 and 2006, an average of about 11,500 people a year. About 55% were soft tissue injuries, while about 34% were lower back injuries. But experts say that shoveling snow can also be a trigger for heart attacks. You do hear about now that. that. That can happen to a lot of people, especially if they you talk about heavy snow, wet snow. Yes. Where you're out there and you're, you're overestimating your capabilities. Uh, now... I exercise every day. I'm in, I'm in pretty decent shape. My my shoveling game is good. My snowblower is working, so that's cool. But you do have to be aware and take a break every every little bit. You know, you can't just power on through, especially if your chest is exploding. So uh, this particular doctor says uh, that cautions anyone over the age of 45 from partaking in the chore due to the quote perfect storm of factors that seem to cause heart attacks. A uh, cardiologist says that he encourages people to start finding other ways to remove snow once they turn 55. Flamethrower. The cold temperature, uh, temperatures plus intense exercise of shoveling is no joke. And for middle-aged adults who don't get a lot of exercise, so if you're if you're if you're fairly sediment, uh, sedentary, yeah, uh, you know this might not be the type of thing. Or that you igneous. Or igneous yeah. or metamorphic. metamorphic as well. As, yeah, who knows? But. Hey, did you end up getting, uh, did Santa Claus bring that uh, snow melter thingy? Uh, no, okay. I didn't ask for it. Uh, but well, that's probably the reason. You were the one purchasing it. No. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you meant like a, like a flamethrower like <laughs> no, Steve was talking no, no, about. No, 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 Oh, yes. Yeah, so the got, So we got a, uh, it was a Santa Claus. I bought it. Uh, so <laughs> it was a... Um, a mat that you lay out. So we we have a we have a hot tub. Yeah, circle back. Circle back. Snowblowers in a hot tub. Son, to the jacuzzi. You yes. talked about your snowblower in your jacuzzi today. Yeah. Sound too privileged. <laughs> if you bring up the fact that you occasionally go to a doctor, we're going to have to pull you off the air. <laughs> That's how the whole privilege thing yeah. started. Uh-huh. Believe it or not. So I. So any, anyhow. So so we have we have the hot tub, and it's about. I don't know. It's about uh, fifteen feet that you have to walk, and that's not much at all. But if you and going, if you, if you have the means and, and you have a hot tub, uh, going in a hot tub in the winter time is just the greatest thing. I desperately want to. It's just one. fantastic. Yeah. So, but it, if it's if it's a, a walk, 
uh, and you have to walk through snow. It sucks because, yeah. you know, it, it not only after you get out and water drips and people come out after you can slip and fall on the ice, it forms very, very quickly. So Casey saw this thing online, and it's essentially a mat that's an electrical mat that you plug in. It's weatherproof and everything, and you set out, it'll heat, it'll and it will melt the snow. And you can connect like a, like a bunch of them, You can do right? a few of them, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I want to get these. I got one to try it out. All right. Um, and technically, we should have two if I want a, a clear path all the way. Right. Uh, but so maybe okay. I'll get to try it out. Nice. Uh, uh, tonight, you know, uh, throw that thing tonight, tonight, tonight. hot damn tonight <laughs> and plug it in and see how well it works. But that'll just be a little creature comfort. Some people have when building uh, sidewalks. Yes, they radiators. driveways. Yeah. You can you can have heaters built underneath those things. It's crazy. Uh-huh. So I saw one. They, they showed a time lapse of a guy who had a particularly tricky driveway yeah. and was always having issues pulling in and, and with the snow. This thing took a fairly decent accumulation down to water in a quick amount of time. No kidding. It was wild. You're talking four or five inches maybe of snow? I'd say more. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It okay. brought it down quickly. So it, it, uh, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be a gentle, I don't know what kind of heat unit or the pipes or whatever he's doing underneath that thing, but right. holy hell. Wow. I was like, man, that, but you know. How much does something like that run? Yeah, I would imagine it's expensive. I saw a video last year of the owner at Standard Tap use the heaters that you use in a garden or in like a greenhouse, and he put them on the streeteries so when you eat outside, it, you can be warm. Uh, the heaters in a garden, I'm not familiar. Yeah, so it's actually like, uh, you, I mean, you're talking about a mat that you would put on the sidewalk. They have very similar thin things, but much smaller that you would put under your plants oh, okay. in a greenhouse. Okay. And he was building them into like outside streeteries so when it's really cold. It's like a heated seat. Okay. Well, pretty cool. much. Yeah, yeah. So your butt's warm. Started That's using cool. the heated seat this week, by the way. I, yeah. to me, yeah. that is the most wonderful thing well, in the world. So, so and the steering wheel. Oh, oh and the God, steering wheel. Steering that is wheel. privileged. So <laughs> now that my wife's car's been stolen and we're looking for another <laughs> new one, she's she wants that heated steering it's wheel so because. Nice. And honestly, tell me, did this happen? I was explaining this to Casey. I have a particular hoodie that's nice and and warm, and sometimes I'll arrive at a location with the heat on and the seat. And it's and I'll just sit there like <laughs> uh, like you know what I'm saying yes. like I'm gonna just I'll just put on soak in the heat for a little yeah. Yeah. yeah just love it yeah. I despise heated seats um, I don't use them often uh, they very quickly Rochelle puts it on high immediately mm. I hate that yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll just to warm it up, and then once it starts to get to, like, body temperature, I turn it off. Yeah, I only use it this time of year because it warms up faster than my car. So, actually, by the time I arrive here, my car is just starting to warm up. So, yeah. it's the only, like, heat do, I have. Do you leave but- it on auto when, you, when you're driving? So, so, in other words, let it run its course because in auto, it will warm up properly. Um, oh, you're talking about your your uh, your, your heater your system. Right. Uh, I, do, I do that. Yeah. Rochelle likes the method of putting it as hot it'll go and turning that fan <laughs> on high. That doesn't do it anything. it pisses me off. Yeah. It, it doesn't like, do anything. It's not going to do anything any yeah, quicker. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you just uh, just put it on auto and it will bring it up at the proper rate. Right. All right. One more question um, because I am, I my lease is up, so I do need a new car as well. Um, are heated seats only with leather or can you get them no, with can, cloth seats yeah. too? You can get know. them with both. You can get them with yeah. both too? Yeah. Okay. I'm, certain, I'm curious. I'm pretty, Pretty certain of that. And leather's usually not leather. Right. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. of course. But, but I wasn't sure if it's... Yeah, it also, to me, sounds like you don't despise heated seats. You just, you know, uh, you use you use them the same way I do. I, 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 I use them cranking all the time. I set my... Uh, when I get out of bed, uh, I turn my car on. I have the app on my phone. I turn it on. And the heated seats go on immediately to high. And then when I hop in the car, I turn them down to low. 
One no. of my one of my favorite stories. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marissa. No, no, please. Uh, my uh, uh, my father in law was riding in a car. Rochelle was driving. They were on this like oh, yeah. three hour drive, yeah, yeah, I know. and he kept asking her to pull over <laughs> and get something to drink. He had got ice cream. <laughs> he just, I'm burning up. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, are you hot? No. You know, I'm, maybe I'm running a fever, whatever. The heated seats were on high. It was in the middle of the summer. Yeah, time. I do that all the time. <laughs> it's a good prank. Whenever Chuck's in my car in the summer, man, I will turn his seat on high. Oh, that's and great. He has no well, idea. Air conditioned seats are awesome as well. Oh, man. You yeah. know, the little, especially, yeah. yeah. Just, again, in the, in the winter, when I, when my balls, I hear them sizzling, I'm like, Perfect, uh, and, but uh, yeah, that 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 is a, a thing that you'll find now in most cars will have and that sort of deal. Marissa, a few texts coming in saying they have cloth seats and they they are heated. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, I just don't like the focused heat. Like, I just don't like. I don't know. It's like a warm spot. It's like if you're in bed and and it's too hot and I have to like kick my leg out. I don't like that focused heat in my butt. So in my wife's car that <laughs> was stolen, there they, they have uh, there was a, a heat discharge that puts out on the back of your neck in the seat. Nice. Yeah, which Ooh. is nice. That's a, Fancy. A, another privileged yeah. moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you have a comfy? The uh that uh it's basically a blanket you wear as a hoodie? I got one for my <laughs> I got from one for uh, I'm thinking awesome. of getting one. I'm thinking of getting one, honestly. Yeah. I mean it, it it's kind of Billy Jackish looking Preston. It's we have, pretty we cool. have a few of them. We have yeah. like four of them. And uh yeah, if you want to sit outside, it's actually pretty comfy. Uh the Hence only thing the that name comfy <laughs> kind of rivals that is the uh the velour tracksuit that Nick got us for Christmas. <laughs> I wore that. I wore that throughout the entire Christmas. But I didn't wear the pants. I, occasionally I would. Oh, man. But the, the, the velour. Yeah, I don't really like it. Oh, I, don't, no. I don't like that uh, that sensation. I don't hate it, but I, I like my jammy bottoms better. The jammy jams? Yeah, a little better now. All right. you know, Anyhow, you know uh, we have snow on the way tonight, by the way. So eh, two to four inches. Nothing crazy from what I've heard. You never know. It could change a little bit, but that's where we stand now. We need to take a break. We have a guest coming up. Yes. And we're going to solve your relationship problem as best we can with Steve Ward, uh, mastermatchmakers.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. So this past Sunday, we, we found out uh, through some information that was considered um, Dating Sunday. Yes. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. The most active dating time. On I social guess. media. On social on media. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that brought up the discussion of our next guest. So uh, he hosted uh, Tough Love on VH1. Yes. Uh, and is behind MasterMakers.com, he and his mom. Uh, and we haven't talked to him in years. No. Great guest. Please welcome Philadelphia native Steve Ward. Hey. Hey. Morning, hey, Steve. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, guys. Long time to speak. Yeah, and Happy New Year to you, man. Yes, same to you. Same to you guys looking great here in the Zoom. I hope this is streaming. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Get you can watch deep. it on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Hey, by the way, where are you nowadays, Steve? Uh, well, I travel between Philadelphia, uh, Palm Beach, Florida, and Santa Monica. So at the moment, you're, you're catching me in Malibu. Okay. Yeah, you got a nice uh, fire going behind you. The whole deal looks like a very nice uh, situation. How about your mom? And I, I, I don't know her status, so I hope I'm not talking out of turn. Is she doing well? Is she with us? She, she's doing fantastic. Great. Thanks for asking. Yes, yeah, she's holding down the fort in Palm Beach where uh, Master Matchmakers is based out of. So uh, we're busier than ever now post-COVID. Our business is probably four or five times what it was the last time we spoke. So so isn't it funny, and we were talking about this, and this is why you came to my mind when we were having the conversation, is that um, a lot of times, um, in a way, what you, uh, years ago, 
uh, and ha- and continue to offer is now might be perceived as sort of retro in a way, but um, the the old tried and trues still stick around. And what you guys do, obviously, you're employing the internet and things of that nature as well. But there's you, your mother was uh, what is it? a matchmaker, right? Is what she would go by, right? That yeah, sort yeah, of that's right. that sort of occupation, that sort of thing, that sort of uh, knowledge is still very viable. And so, obviously, you're saying COVID and the situation that we're, a lot of people are in um, has made it what you do that much more valuable. So you're saying you have a massive increase in in business. And what are what are what are people coming to you? What are the dilemmas that they're bringing to you that are um, a part of the the pandemic over the past couple of years? What is making it uh, difficult for them? Well, thanks. Great question, Steve. I mean, the first thing is, is that we we are kind of like the modern day delivery boy of love. (laughs) So if you think about it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you'd call the restaurant, you'd place an order. And if they didn't have somebody to bring it to you, you'd have to go and get it for yourself. Nowadays, we're used to everything being brought to our doorstep by basically anyone and everyone. And now people seem to expect that in their love life as well. So we're the delivery boy of love. And the people come to us because they're very frustrated with having to go out there and and try to find it on their own. They've gotten lazy, so to speak, because of all the information technology out there. So we just help you be much more efficient and effective at landing in the relationship that you want to be rather than just finding dates. It it seems to me like a lot of the apps and a lot of the things that are out there are like a great club initially. Oh, you go to this (laughs) this new place and it's like, oh, and not a lot of people know about it. And so it seems new and, and people are having a high success rate. But now there's such a glut of things that are not curated um, that, you know, people are, uh, they're ending up in the same situation they were. Like, what's the difference between doing this and going to a crowded club or whatever? To have you guys as overseers, I think, is a big advantage. Yeah, well, really what we do is we we handle the biggest problem areas that you have, whether you're a man or a woman. You know, you have a different set of problems when you're out there trying to meet people on your own. Women are concerned about meeting a stalker or a serial killer. You know, they're concerned about meeting men that are already married or otherwise in a relationship. You know, they're concerned about meeting somebody who just wants to have sex or, or somehow take advantage of them because, believe it or not, Romance scams is the second largest form of cybercrime in this country now. Women are being scammed out of tens of thousands of dollars by people they're meeting online. Men, completely different set of problems. The the quality men that actually are like-minded and well-intentioned, that don't have a checkered past, that really want to be in a relationship, they're frustrated with having to uh, basically account for the sins of all the other men in the club uh, who are doing these things that women are afraid of. So they're very frustrated with having to prove that they're a quality individual. Then, you know, men are also, uh, I think, a little bit... um, let's say, concerned about meeting women who don't exactly look like their photos uh, or, you know, women that could potentially uh, be misleading them. So they don't want to waste their time Mm -hmm. either. And lastly, they don't want to meet women who themselves have an agenda or gold diggers, you know, have some other, you know, things going on in their past that might make them problematic. So what we do is we we solve all those problems for you because we're actually the only matchmaking service in the entire country that has full-fledged background checks on everybody we represent, whether you hired us to match you or not. And we can verify anything about you, education, employment, professional licenses, criminal history. And that's the kind of thing you can't really do on your own. Just because someone has a LinkedIn profile doesn't mean they're not making it up. <laughs> right, dating yeah. off the LinkedIn. 
Um, Steve, you know, some things look good on paper. Like, you know, you see these stats about um, uh, this person, this individual, who they are, and they should match up with this other yeah. person, you know, uh, on, on paper. It looks right. like it would work, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, what, what do you say to... Um, to people like that, do you, do you guys offer you know coaching advice as far as uh, what they need to be doing and and uh, oh, in, in interacting with others? Are you kidding me? Coaching is like the biggest. That's what um, you do. It's the number one driver of our business now. We you know ever since Tough Love, we decided like everybody who comes to us could use some feedback, direction, and guidance. You know, someone to be really honest with them. Maybe the person who uh, is going to tell them what their best friend or their mom or their coworkers won't. Yeah, and then we put them out there. And so, you know, we always say your success is our success, right? The longer you're around looking to meet someone or end up in a relationship, the more work there is involved for us. We're, we're kind of like we work on bounty. So we negotiate with every client at the onset of our contract about how many matches we'll promise them and how much money we, we want to be paid for it. We price it somewhat like an insurance premium. If you're super picky, if you're really unrealistic, if you're in the middle of nowhere, you got some other specific challenge, we, we we add a, a significant premium because we expect it's going to take us a lot more work to produce the outcome that you seek. If we don't think mm. we can produce that outcome, we, we turn you away. There's, like you said, a million other avenues out there for the average person. But we're, we're working with a very specific individual to produce you know, success in their love life. I would find that that could be difficult and sometimes because, you know, I mean, you, when you have an individual who is going about things the wrong way, I mean, are you... Because you really can't change who you are. I mean, you can take steps to be a different person a little bit, to, to try and um, um, change a little bit about it. But you're always going to be that person that you are. So you're not asking people to really, you know, change who they are. You still have to be you, right? Well, you know, uh, I don't want to sound crass, but it's like polished the turd. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, you got guys that will embellish online and say that they're six foot one when they're five foot 11 or that they're 42 when they're 48. And right. it's like because, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a more muscular guy, so I get away with looking like six one or, you know, I look good for my age. So right. I can lie about my age. Right. So people are, are and, and that's, a, you know, women consider that deceit. Right. Yeah. So. When, when we market someone to another individual, I mean, we present them warts and all, you know? And so when we tell you what you need to do and, and need to not do in order to have success with the person we're placing you in front of, like it's leading the proverbial horse to water. So we're not asking you to change anything. We're asking you to be more mindful and conscious of yourself and the person you're with to get the outcome you want. Well, that's the inherent, going back to the earlier part of this conversation with all of these things, with the, all of these apps and these uh, online services that, that initially came out in the big glut is that there it became the common joke that okay what did they say they were and what did you end up seeing yeah. on the date yeah. and that's just yeah. kind of an accepted liability of all this stuff so i wonder to someone who is just and that's why you came to mind uh initially with this is that with all this going on, with, um, you know, people's sensibilities, you know, there have been stats about how, how even things like politics can be so divisive and people are putting that, uh, you know, into their into their um, descriptions of themselves. What advice would you give to someone who's who's not having really any success, uh, you know, and, and isn't willing? Again, you don't change yourself, but change the parameters of, of what you're willing to accept. What would you say to a person who just has no luck? Is, is a viable person, but might be a little too restrictive in what they're looking for. I say make exceptions for exceptional people. 
you know, create a somewhat of a test, if you will, like an acid test about if this person has, you know, eight out of 10 of the things that I really am looking for in somebody, how, how necessary is it to have this last thing? Like a great example is height. Right. You know, women tend to tell me, you know, they want to be with a tall guy and, and he has to be like six foot one or taller. And I tell them, you know, only 3% of the men in this country are six foot one or taller. <laughs> I go, by the way, you're not even five foot four and a half. But, but, I digress. The point being is that I say to her, look, if that guy can make you feel small, if he's strong and confident, if he's self-assured, if he's kind, if he's generous, what difference does it make how tall he is? And, And so they say, well, I mean, if he has all those other things, then maybe it's not so important to me. So that's really the advantage of working with a very talented matchmaker is that it's our job to look for why would it work? And, and is there enough there to overcompensate for what doesn't? I, I think everybody can do that no matter what app, site, or service you're going to. Agreed. Steve, do you hear the sad news that recess closed over the weekend? Would you just close who? Recess. Remember the club in Old City? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Listen, <laughs> it closed. It, it, well, listen, nowadays with, with – I don't know how clubs can ever work again. I mean, post-COVID, I mean, how are you even going to walk up to somebody and, and say something within breathing distance? <laughs> well, that's exactly why I brought it up. So I've always had luck um, meeting people in bars and restaurants. It was just – I like being out. You you know, stand next to a bar. You start talking to somebody. You buy each other drinks, whatever it may be. And I could never understand why my friends couldn't have the same success. And I realized that our just our personalities were different, and they do not like just talking to strangers and just starting random conversations, even if they find someone attractive or nice or whatever it may be. So do you have some tips for people in the Philadelphia area of some out-of-the-ordinary places where they can meet singles? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's a very there, – there's a lot to unpack there, Kath. But first of all, I'll tell you – like, yeah. Filling in for Kathy yeah, yeah. for the mic. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, but in terms of, like, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the kind of um, – I would say that the challenges for people to just start talking with someone in general, you know, the, the thing is when you're surrounded by people in a pretty general public area, um, you're not necessarily sure what you have in common with that person. And, and believe it or not, we, we all have unconscious bias. And so we, we rule people in or we rule people out without even understanding why. But if you're like somewhere down at, let's say, Xfinity Live, it's during a, a Flyers game or an Eagles game or Sixers game or Phillies game, whatever, and you're wearing, you know, Phillies no, I'm wearing an Eagles hat, yeah. right? And you see somebody else that's wearing something similar to you or, or of the same tribe, so to speak. It makes it actually easier for you to communicate with them. So I, I would tell anybody, go to places where you're likely to be surrounded by people who have things in common with you or of similar interests. It, it'll, you'll feel naturally more comfortable communicating with them because you'll you'll see what you have in common. It's funny because when we would do our, our mixers uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully it would be nice to get back to doing that. But uh, that was the the things that I would always impart would be think outside of the box and and don't go out with the number one mission that I'm going to meet my future husband or wife. I'm just going to talk to people and people and, and you're just going to go carry on a conversation. And then things once you let those barriers down a little bit and you're not saying, oh, I'm looking for this type as you were saying about they have to be told they have to be this or have to be that. I think so many people get get locked into this box. It's got to be this. And you're right. It has to be all 10 instead of here's seven. And like the top five of those seven are phenomenal. So entertain that and, and go that way. 
Um, so, so what 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 are you finding? Uh, you know, as as far as uh, um, the dating world out there, uh, you know, as as far as as are people feeling fulfilled, or are we going to have to work a, a real battle of Sisyphus here, pushing the boulder up the hill to get people who have now been locked in and locked down and shut in and 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 lost communication skills? You know, how how are we going to crawl out of this as a nation of people who are really have been isolated for quite a while? Yeah, sure. So, you know, there, there are a lot of, of, of schisms that take place and, and will, will, will create tectonic shifts in the way people date, you know, uh, and, and things like the Great Recession and 9-11 and believe it or not, other big events, macro events have, have, have really disrupted the way we date. Um, we are now in a post-COVID, post-Trump world. So you mentioned, you know, politics earlier. And, and so there are these sort of third rails now, vaccinations. How do you feel about Trump? Yeah. All these other things. So remember what I said first uh, earlier, you know, make exceptions for exceptional people. There, there's nothing wrong with asking somebody, you know, what makes you so exceptional? Yeah. You know, wh- why, why should I, you know, be willing to overlook these things that, that concern me in order to be with you? And it's not about like challenging somebody, but it, it's about more, more or less putting that question in your own mind, not necessarily putting it out there and saying it out loud. The next thing is, is that I, I'm a firm believer that you have to learn to crawl uh, before you walk and then before you run yeah. and people fail to realize that you, you can't just rush into everything. In fact, that's what women are afraid of most of anything is that a guy just wants to sleep with them. Well, yes, sleeping with you is a very big part of the equation, but it doesn't mean he needs to sleep with you right this minute. Right. And even if he does consider it a compliment, it doesn't mean he wants to do that with every other woman. You know, it, it, you don't have to cave and just give in because he wants it so much quicker than you. But what you can do is you can slow roll it and you can build up that momentum and get it. You know, it used to be called foreplay. Yeah. You know, it used to, you know, th- these are the things that people need to remind slow down, pump the brakes a little bit. We- we've gotten too used to this on demand world. I call it the Google effect. Yeah. You know, when, when people used to hire me at master matchmakers 20 years ago, when I first started doing this out of Drexel, Women used to say, I don't want to meet a guy who's too proud to stop, pull over, and and ask for directions. What? (laughs) Okay, now it's like, Siri, how do I get to the moon? Okay, you don't have to stop anymore. So we need to realize, like, hey, it's only been 20 years, everybody. Let's go back to what works. Okay, we knew what worked. Let's not let the technology dictate to us how we need to date. Stephen, there are all kinds of new forms of anxiety disorders called. Have you guys ever gotten a text message on your iPhone and you you, or you send one to somebody? You see that it was delivered. You see that it was read. You saw the bouncing dots and then they never send anything back to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's called typing awareness anxiety disorder, right? <laughs> this is the kind of shit that's really keeping people up at night. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, this is also helpful. I, I share this with my friends all the time. Like, just because the guy didn't text you back within, like, 30 minutes, like, he may be doing something. Right. He may be, yeah, so he may be busy, yeah. you know? Talking about, as, as, as uh, uh, you know, Steve was saying, that it's, it's we are an on-demand, you know, it, it, years ago, Leno used to do a bit about, um, you know, uh, the microwave comes out, so you can cook things in a, in a sixth of the time, and then... A year later, people going in front of the microwave going, come on, come on, come on. You know, and and that's just the way that it is. And so we want it on demand. But I think you're right. A a good notion is to is to let things do the slow roll, tap the brakes. And and uh, again, you said something earlier on in the conversation about just being upfront, be who you are. 
you're not going to lose for doing that, and you're only going to open up a massive can of worms when the person the person perceives you as turns out to be a complete fiction. Yeah, you, you need to make sure that the person that you're across from is the right audience for you. I mean, you guys do a great job of, of reaching your audience and connecting with them and relating with them. And that's why your listeners keep listening to your show. You know, meeting someone in, a, in, in Xfinity Live, you know, meeting somebody on Tinder, meeting someone through Master Matchmakers is really a very similar type of connection you need to make with people. You need to know who your audience is. And sometimes you may assume that this listener is of the same mindset or belief or attitude as you, but that's not always the case. So it's better to ask questions, you know, and it's better to, to listen more than you speak. And then once you have a really good idea of where your comfort zone is and what you feel good talking about, you know, then you can go into those areas without uh, uh, alienating or, or offending or hurting or, you know, um, putting someone on guard. Yeah. Steve, is this uh, is this time of year that picks up for you guys? Do you see a market uh, uptick? Yeah. That's what, you know, the first thing you said, I didn't even realize why you guys wanted to chat. And then I, I heard the Dating Sunday thing and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This is like the playoffs of <laughs> dating, right? You know, <laughs> New me. Yeah, well, everything starts to ramp up right around Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going home and you're getting questioned by all the people and you're, you know, you picture, picture yourself sitting down at the table in Lansdale with all your friends you haven't seen in, you know, the last year. And it's like, hey, man, have you met someone yet? And yeah. it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm talking to someone. Then it comes to Christmas it's a month later it's like uh, have you met someone yet like, yeah. it's only been a month it's christmas you know then you get the new year's people who are like oh my new year's resolution is i'm really going to meet someone this year right and now you start thinking about like valentine's day is right around the corner you don't have anybody yet yeah. so this is when the panic sets in okay yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of people exactly out there that right. might be searching all right well listen we we got to wrap steve but uh, MasterMatchmakers.com. Uh, Steve and his mom, they're experts. They know what they're doing. They're going to give you the straight deal. Yes, they will. That's part of as well. It's maybe some stuff you might not really want to hear but might need to hear. It's what they're experts at, which is great. Uh, so, Steve, good to catch up with you, man, and glad you guys are doing so great. I really appreciate it, you guys. Be well. All right, you too. Steve Ward! Yeah! Giving you some tough love this morning. It is, it is when you... And, and sometimes, just even hearing... Now, thankfully... You know, I'm, I'm happily married and coming up on 25th anniversary. Wow. Uh, but I'll say this is that you do sometimes need a third party to step in and say, yeah. get real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially get real. If, if you've done the same things over and over and you keep running into the same problem. Exactly. There might be a, a new approach that you might not have considered right, that you right. need to go for. All right. Um, we have a concert announcement. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry we're a little bit late with this, but we weren't ready to go. And uh, this, this is a big one. This is uh, awesome. And... I will tell you now, uh, probably the best concert I've ever seen wow. was this group in in my uh, in my assessment. Uh, so we're excited that uh, this show is coming to town, Wells Fargo Center, uh, March twenty eighth. MMR is excited to announce the Eagles. Yay! Yeah, those Eagles. Yes, the Eagles are going to be playing. Uh, and it is a Monday, just to give you a heads up on that date. Monday, March 28th at the Wells Fargo Center. It is the Eagles Hotel California 2022 tour. And it will feature Hotel California being played all the way beginning to end. Wow. Plus a greatest hit set as well. So they're going to play that whole album from beginning to end. Wow. So listen, you know, the uh, and we were, we were talking about this announcement and, and uh, you know, Bill was saying, and it's the truth, the Eagles transcend 
You know, so some people might think of them as straight up classic rock, but the truth of the matter is, is that they transcend all of that. They're, oh, yeah. they're, they sit in yeah. that pocket of unbelievable musicians, and mm. and and uh, their song catalog, Preston. Oh my God, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, here's what'll blow you away if you've never seen them in concert: is their harmonies. Yeah. Their yeah. vocal harmonies are so incredibly precise; it's like listening to the record, and they work really, really hard. It's so important to them, their perfectionists, to get that right every time. And it's Glenn Fry's son. Glenn Fry's is, son, yeah. yes. Uh, so, and I, I'm not sure about who all is touring, but I don't know if Vince Gill still is, yeah. is with the group or not, but um, there, you still have that, that, you know, Don Henley and Joe Walsh and the voices and, and all that stuff will just sound fantastic. So, uh, tickets are on sale next Friday, the 14th at 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Pierre will have tickets this week and next week for you to win before you can buy them. And you can go to WMMR.com for complete details, including another chance to win uh, for MMR VIPs. I had seen them on the Hell Freezes Over Tour when they came back. Which is which legendary now. We're supposed to never happen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the show. And I walked out of there just going, I, 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 there were moments during the show, I'm like, I can't believe this is actually happening live in front of <laughs> yeah. me. And it's that good. So. <laughs> that was originally for them, and then yes. the team co-opted it. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you remember when we were in London and the Eagles were playing as well? So it was in all the buses saying the no. Eagles, the band, were playing while the Eagles were there. So Monday, March 28th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets on sale next Friday, uh, January 14th, 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com, by the way. You um, were talking about their harmonies, and this... Uh, this little piece that was in the documentary of those guys backstage warming up yeah. before a concert. Yeah, here you go. This there are stars this is on stage. in the yeah. southern sky. There's a, there's a scene, yeah, and in fact, you should be able to find it. It would normally lead before the, it might have been before the Hotel California video. Uh, but them doing this as a vocal warm-up backstage. backstage and, and it sounds just as good. Spot on. You know. Excellent. All, all good stuff. Listen, I have some other audio yes. uh, to play for you this morning. In, in, more incredible harmonizing. One, uh, I, before we get what, what I hope is the money shot, because <laughs> we haven't heard it yet. Uh, but before that, I want to play some audio. Steve sent me this story about this uh, former news reporter uh, who is pretending like she's doing a news report outside of her two-year-old son's room because he had had a tantrum. Apparently at the Olive Garden. Yes, yeah. and it's great. She's and holding a toy microphone. It's had millions yeah. of views. 14 and, million. Uh, so I wanted you to uh, to hear this. And she's so she's standing, she's wearing, you know, she looks very professional, holding a toy yeah. microphone, and this is her report. Kayla Sullivan reporting live from outside my son's bedroom where he's currently being detained until nap time is over. <laughs> now, this story does involve a minor, so I can't release specifics, but what I can confirm is my son is a two-year-old terrorist who held me hostage at the Olive Garden earlier today. It's important to note the friends I met there do not have children and likely never will after witnessing this situation firsthand. This is an active investigation, but authorities believe the proper precautions were taken. I brought my son's favorite snacks and even risked judgment from other moms by bringing an iPad. 
but not even Cocomelon could have stopped this meltdown. After several cries demanding, quote, ketchup, ketchup, a good Samaritan waitress miraculously understood it as the English word ketchup and brought him a bottle. Unfortunately, her good deed was later punished after he threw a ketchup-covered fork at her. Not all heroes wear capes, but this one should have worn an apron. You know, these toddler outbursts are becoming increasingly common as more and more parents try out the new craze, gentle parenting, and completely suck at it. <laughs> I'll keep trying. Back to you. Oh, my God, it's great. Very <laughs> nice, yeah. And we've been there. Oh, my God, we've been there. Um, all right, then, uh, oh, before we play the, the other one, okay. uh, there's a clip uh, from the movie Don't Look Up. Yes. Uh, and I was reading a story about this yesterday about uh, someone who, oh, we don't have the, the uh, audio When did that come over today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll be over in two seconds. Okay. Right. Marissa's got to go send that over. Double duty today. So in the movie, there's a 1-800 number that is given out. Yes. And Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. I calling it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, okay, all right. Well, some people did that for you, <laughs> All right, yeah. And what do you think they found? Uh, uh, that's a good a promo for the movie? No. Okay. It turned out to be a sex line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... I would not have I, so I don't know if that would was you done on purpose the, or not. With Adam McKay, I would say that's possibly... Possibly. The, you don't just throw a it. random number, right. you know, out on a, in a movie. Yeah. But I was thinking, like Nick had said, that maybe they would have done a spoof. Yeah, or tie You know, in. Comet Hotline right, right, yeah. Yeah. Or, or something, something like yeah. that. Uh, but but no. it very well might have been intentional, but regardless, it's pretty funny. So we have the clip. Did you send both clips over, Marissa? Yeah. Okay, so there's a clip from the movie where mm-hmm. you hear them talking about it, and then we'll play the clip of the line. So, Yep, this is it. All right. Bass Cellular, in conjunction with the United States government, is creating a new hotline, free of charge, to answer all of your questions. Just maybe one of our scientists can be that friend we all need to lean on during uncertain times. Call 1-800-532-4500 for peace of mind. Okay, so people decided to give it a call. Right. And here's what they heard when they called it. Welcome to America's Hottest Talk Line. Guys, hot ladies, I'm waiting to talk to you. <laughs> Press 1 now. Ladies, to talk to interesting and exciting guys. And that's you know, the whole so, thing. So, but that, so that's clearly, uh, you know what, I, I would say that, that might have been intentional. With Adam McKay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, they would think that, that they would right. think that through. But have you, when that happens in a movie and they pop up a number that doesn't seem to be the usual go-to 555, yeah. you know, right. yeah. uh, uh, do you ever, are you ever prompted to yeah, call? Yeah, I have. I don't remember anything fruitful coming from right. it, but uh, it's so rarely happens that yeah. it's not a 555. Right. You it, know. It, it's usually like a dead number or, yep. or something otherwise, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's like, I wonder if that does take you anywhere. Yep. One of the most amazing things that happened, I, an, I, an author that's one of my all-time favorites, Harlan Ellison put in a short story a number that he claimed was his phone number. And so I was reading Harlan Ellison on, on a Saturday evening, and I said, ah, oh, what the hell? I called. He picked up. Shut no. up! He goes, I'm going out right now. You know, and, he's, and I could hear his wife in the, in the, in the back, and, and he goes, it's, it's, a, it's a reader. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, oh, oh, my God, do you get a lot of these? He goes, yeah. He goes, but it's okay. He goes, thanks for reading the book. And, 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 uh, and, uh, do you remember was- what book it was? It was a short story in one of the books, and it escapes me now. That's but, so cool. Yeah, but it was so cool, you wow. know? And I was like, because I adore, you know, his, his writing, and yeah. uh, it was just amazing. Yeah. Let's give out Casey's phone number right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's yeah. go. Right. All those yeah, no. um, So there's another piece of audio. We have not heard this yet. No, we have not. Jackie Bam Bam sent us this? Uh, he told me about it. Oh, he told you about it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Bill Weston filled in for uh, Jackson yesterday? Mm-hmm. Is that what this was? Yeah, last night. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Pierre stayed a little late, then Bill picked up, like, two hours of the shift, and Jackie came up oh, early. Okay, I got you. Um, so, apparently, I don't know what this is about. This is Bill on the we show. We have not heard this. Yesterday, so yes. I've just been told we Him should... Him back-selling listen. a song, and then the break that follows. Okay, here we go. Is, he's, is he going to hate us for this? Have you heard it? I, I have not heard it, and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard it, Marissa? I did. This... It was just, it was very unexpected. Okay. Well, right. this could be, um, this could be reinforcement of, you know, how good Bill is as a DJ. Yeah. All right, here we go. 93.3 WMMR. That's a hero from Weezer. And uh, I want to thank my wife for the uh, Marvel-themed uh, underwear that I got as part of my Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's a little weird, right? You think this is something that Steve probably has a whole drawer full of, right? But it's... <laughs> Spider-Man underwear? I don't know. Well, as long as nobody sees it. <laughs> your mother used to say, well, like, look, make sure your underwear are clean because you're in an accident and, you know, the emergency medical technician has to take your pants off, your underwear will be clean. And you won't be wearing Spider-Man-themed underwear. There you go. A man who looks really good in spandex and, you know, uh, superhero-themed uh, clothing is Jackie Bam Bam. And we're expecting him here uh, shortly to help kind of cover Jackson's shift and get us back onto even keel. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And that's a, that was a was, good segue into to Jackie. It was a good riff. I think it was fun. Jackie doesn't wear underwear. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Bill may not know that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it may be weird for us hearing about Bill Weston's underwear because yeah. he normally doesn't talk about that type of thing. But we guess talk what about I'm wearing? All the time. G string. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, just another kind of a tangent. That exposed thong strap thing, you know, that, that you, was all the rage for a while where they'd wear the uh, above, above the, the, the waistline. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's back. Well, oh, well. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. The like low rise pants are back. So, like, the mom jeans and the high-rises were, like, in for the past three or four years. But mm. now, like, the low Britney hip-hugging jeans are coming back into style. I like that, too. I did see my, my neighbor's butt crack yesterday, oh, though. Oh, that's crazy. He was cleaning up uh, dog crap in his uh, backyard. And I have to do it. right? Yeah. I'm like, it's really cold. You don't feel that? I didn't say anything. I'm like, it's really cold out, man. You just, you're not feeling How do you that? not know? I know instantly. I can tell exactly where my gene line is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it, it, I see butt cracks all the time. I'm t- on yeah. guys. I'm yeah. talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. Uh, bending over, doing right. whatever. Did they not know? How do you? Yeah, it's I. I refuse to believe they don't know. It's the main reason why I wear uh, bibs, like uh, right. when I cycle. Uh, it's you know essentially I look like King Kong Bundy, but I wear those so when I put you know when I'm bent over on my bike, my my crack is covered is covered and not yeah. hanging out. Uh, by the way, circling back to the Adam McKay audio, and yes. um, uh, don't look up. So I, I texted him, and he said, "We're talking about I, I wrote, we're talking about the eight hundred number on the movie on our show right now. Was that really uh, a sex line? And he, or was it a sex line on purpose?" And he said, "Total accident!" Exclamation huh. point. Uh, and I asked him if he wanted to call in, and he said he can't right now. He will call us again soon. And then he wrote, um, Steve, that we were trying to get a phone line up with it with our own Bash number. Bash being right, the, uh, right. like the uh, cell phone company in the sure. movie or whatever. Um, so uh, they tried to make it a, sort of a promotional thing for the movie, uh, but it ended up just being this random sex line. <laughs> That's instead. hilarious. Oh. Yeah. Can you ask him one other question? Yeah. When they're on the ship, is that the same ship where Cher shot her uh, music video? Uh, uh, turn, back turn, back time. turn Back Time video? Uh, she was on a battleship. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. It just yeah. looked very familiar. Where the ships do tend to look like the, Yeah, battleships. Yeah. Yeah. They don't the let same. them personalize yeah. them. But I yeah. also thought there might not be that many that you film on. It might be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah you guys, just do your own. Whatever you want to do paint-wise and yeah. put up your lover boy posters. <laughs> I want to go back to butt cracks because I saw a video over uh, the break. 
These two guys got into a fight uh, in the concourse of a football game. It was uh, Pittsburgh versus I can't remember who they were playing in the bowl game. But uh, these two guys got into a fight. And it's unfortunate. And the one guy just wouldn't let it go. Uh, when one dude threw a punch, uh, he punched over a woman, the woman fell. And then, so people were trying to break up this fight. And this one dude, this poor guy is bent over trying to help this woman. And as a result, like 17 inches of his ass crack is hanging out of his pants. And I felt so bad. Did you guys see this at all? No. Okay. This is just, you know, sometimes these things end up on my Twitter feed. And I felt so bad for this guy because all he was trying to do was just—he wasn't involved in the altercation, and yet he was he has random d- butt crack. And then, but and as a result, you know, he's—he is quote the butt, no pun intended, of people's jokes. And I was like, that kind of sucks. This guy's just doing a nice thing and the right thing, and and now he's being made fun of. There is no justice. No, there isn't. So, <laughs> would you show restraint? And not pointing out, I didn't the butt crack. I, I mean, sure. not talking about joking online or something like that. But you would, even if you thought it was a nice thing you're doing, you'd go, "Yeah, but his butt crack is hanging out." Uh, you know well, what I mean? Well, you're telling us about it, so, well, I so am yeah, telling yeah. you. About, but I'm not making fun of the but guy. He feels no. bad. You're supporting I, I, it. Yeah, I'm supporting this guy. Okay. This guy was doing something. We should get him on the phone. <laughs> Let's get him on the phone. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Did Adam McKay get back to you about the battleship? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> no, he might be. Might be asleep. He'll if probably write he back and go. They don't personalize the battleship. <laughs> if he never talks to us again after that question, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so somebody texted in though, Marissa, for whatever. This is worth saying that the ship from Don't Look Up is the USS Massachusetts. Okay. okay. So we could cross reference share yes and do our own research were they was that in new york i don't know uh, they're, they're at the base of a bridge yeah uh, on the scene and and uh, who knows well next time we have him on we'll ask him nothing right. but battleship questions <laughs> speaking of which Cher's butt crack was visible yes. with what she was wearing on that battleship Every, oh that yeah that was just duct tape and fishnets they yeah. came no, that was video. a gaping hole <laughs> dear god Huh? My gaping hole. Wow. Oh, that, was, that was turn back time, right? Turn back that time. Was at, uh, it out. Uh, all right. Um, we should take a break because we have some bizarre file stories that we do want to share with you. So let's do that very thing. Coming back with that in just a moment. So stay with us. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app. Making your smartphone a little dumber. We got one more run at the Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. All right, we'll begin with this. Uh, a few unfortunate uh, stories to share, but uh, nonetheless, I will. A uh, 75-year-old man fell 100 feet to his death in a closed area of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, where he landed below the crater rim of a viewing area oh my God. of Kilauea Volcano. Uh, the man, who has not been named, apparently fell Sunday night west of the uh, Uakahuna viewing area of the volcano summit. Uh, Rangers and firefighters searched for the man after uh, his family had reported him missing early Monday, and a helicopter was flown in to recover his body. Visitors have been going to the park at night to get a glimpse of the glowing lava lake from the volcano, which began to erupt in September. Uh, Footage of the volcano's crater posted on the U.S. Geological Survey website shows lava streams. I'd love to see that. On the crater floor and clouds of volcanic gas billowing into the sky. I would as well. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, When the volcano erupted a few weeks ago, it spewed about 26,000 gallons of lava a second. 
out. You um, can't drink all that. But this guy, uh, I don't know the nature of if he slipped and fell or what took place, but <laughs> yeah. 100 feet and did not make it. That's terrible. All right, listen to this, man. A prosecutor in Las Vegas says 57-year-old man jailed after police found the severed head and body parts of an acquaintance in the truck he was driving has prior felony and federal criminal convictions dating back to the 1980s including in states including California, Texas, and Nevada. I wouldn't say we're friends. We're just an acquaintance. Eric Holland appeared in court on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm just an acquaintance. By heavily armed security guards and an attorney temporarily appointed to his case. He's being held without bond. He was arrested on third stop on an alleged stolen truck in Las Vegas. Uh, police say that he tried to flee the scene but was taken into custody. Officers discovered human remains, including a severed head in the truck. Don't take him to jail. Holland's alleged victim was identified as Richard P. Miller of Las Vegas. The Clark County coroner says Miller died last Thursday from multiple gunshot wounds, and his death was a homicide. Think about that, man. I mean, just the how can you disconnect that much? Uh, Holland had been sought since May of 2019 on an arrest warrant in a 2018 case in Las Vegas, accusing him of embezzlement, identity theft, theft issuing uh, false checks and theft. I have another dismemberment story, but we're going to save that one for tomorrow. I try not to do two dismemberment stories in one day. And I appreciated that. In this case, would he be allowed in the high occupancy lane? Technically, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. They they don't have to be living, do they? He's never made that specification. Uh, This is a cool story. A Chinese man who was abducted in the 1980s has been reunited with his family after he drew a map from memory, so and and it goes way back when when uh, Lee Jingwei was four years old. He was taken away from his family by a man in his village who sold him to another family more than twelve hundred miles away. So Lee was aware that he'd been kidnapped, but he was only four years old. He couldn't remember the name of his village or even his parents. That's really. what blew me away about this story. So he did remember geographic details of his village, and he would frequently draw the area from memory. Following the high-profile reunion of another child who had been kidnapped in the 1990s, Lee drew a map of his childhood village, and then he posted it on the Internet. And he wrote, so many years have passed. I don't know if anyone in my family is looking for me. Um, And he said, I want to be able to see my parents again while they're still alive. So the video drew the attention of a Chinese government, uh, of the Chinese government, and then they took DNA samples, and they located his mother. And the two were reunited on Saturday, along with many of his other relatives. Did you see the footage? I did not. Oh, the, the, she just collapses. Wow. She can't believe yeah. that they're reunited. Yeah. You guys have seen the movie Lion, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's amazing. It's, no, it's, I didn't. It's a, true, it, it's a true story. It's very, very similar. It's actually the he one doesn't... that... Is it the one that actually won the Oscar for uh, over La La Land? Um, no, that okay. was um, Moonlight. Okay. Uh, right. something, Moonlight. Sorry, just been called Moonlight. Uh, no, but Lion, it, it, he wasn't abducted. He just got lost. Um, yeah, he was got a really on a poor, train. Poor Indian kid, and he was able to remember some highlights of where he grew up, and uh, and he used Google Maps to track track it down, and then eventually was reunited with his family. So it's a similar story to the one you just wow, read. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, here's a similar story to the earlier bizarre file, but completely different. A Shiloh Shepherd named Tinsley earned some extra treats Monday night after leading authorities to her owner, who was injured after a vehicle crash and in urgent need of help. Tinsley caught the attention of New Hampshire State Police. Yes, yes, I'm a canine. <laughs> of New Hampshire State Police. I, I don't know exactly where we are. 
when they responded to a call about a loose dog on the Veterans Memorial Bridge, which well, I spans my standards, which spans the New Hampshire Vermont border. Now, Trooper Tom Sandberg and uh, officers from the Lebanon Police Department located a large dog that was looking skittish and scared. Officers tried to get close to the dog, but she would run and then stop and look at them. Trying to get their attention. How cool is that? The dog stood at the top of the embankment and looked down. The dog led them to the accident. Over here! (laughs) You idiots! (laughs) Uh, The officers noticed a damaged section of guardrail, and when they looked down, they saw a badly damaged pickup truck that had rolled over. Uh, Two men (laughs) inside the truck had been thrown from the vehicle and were injured and hypothermic. Officers called for medical assistance, and while at the scene, they learned Tinsley belonged to one of the injured men. Um, and one of the officers said it was almost like a real-life Lassie situation. Yeah, yeah, the dog absolutely. went and got help. He said it's really quite remarkable. Uh, this dog definitely saved their lives. I don't think that they would have survived the night, given the temperatures. Both men were taken to area hospitals for treatment. Uh, Tinsley's owner, Cam Laundry, said she's my guardian angel. It's a miracle that she had that kind of intelligence to do what she did. Uh, Laundry described Tinsley as his co-pilot and said they regularly traveled together in the truck uh, that crashed. She even arranged a rental car through Enterprise. One yeah. last story. <laughs> Speaking of lions, a viral video shows a woman carrying a lion in her arms yes. on a street in Kuwait following the animal's escape. The video was shared on social media on Sunday and shows a young woman carrying a young lion that appears to struggle. Environmental police said that the lion belongs to the woman and her father. And officers had helped capture the big cat when it was spotted wandering the streets, and they returned it to the woman's custody in Kuwait. Uh, by the way, it is legal to keep exotic animals as a pet in Kuwait. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's where Joe Exotic needs to end up, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll see how you've been, how closely you've been paying attention to the show because we're going to have the lesson question. Trash, music news, going to reiterate the concert announcement we had just a little while ago and more. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Happy to be celebrating yet another Thursday with you and celebrating because when we're done, it's officially Friday. It's true. According to Casey, and there's no sad bro when that happens. So we're excited about that. All right. right, um, Let's see. We're going to ask today's lesson question, and uh, we are going to give away as prize a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Universal's action spy thriller, which is called The 355. And let me see here. Where do we go with? I should have. I, I never read these ahead of time. I'm such an idiot. How about this one? Uh, if you'd like to get into roller skating, Steve recommends that you take to which location 
Although this is probably not a great idea, and you just go in and walk around. Yeah, yeah. All right, 215-263-WMMR. You had to have been listening. You'll never guess it. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. If you would like to get in roller skating, it's also, Steve recommended you go into what location... Probably not a great idea, and just wander around and even breathe in deeply. Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve's got stories. Going to get them to you. What's going on this morning, Steve? Yes, I do. Chris Noth's character of Big has been removed from a future flashback scene in the Sex and the City reboot. From what we understand, Noth has been digitally replaced by a dildo. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The online rumor mill questioning why Kim Kardashian unfollowed Miley Cyrus on Instagram after she co-hosted a New Year's appearance with Pete Davidson. Kim says she felt no need to keep following Cyrus because she's already following gonorrhea. Hey. <laughs> and Jalalyn Sutherland, a one-year-old girl from Ohio who dressed up as 95-year-old Queen Elizabeth for Halloween, actually heard back from the monarch in a handwritten letter the queen wrote, knock it off, bitch. That's your Hollywood All right, we'll see. We know uh, if you know the answer. We know it over here. Uh, but if you'd like to get in a roller skating, Steve recommends that you take to which location. I will go to Mike. He's our first caller. And hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, Mike. All right, where should what location should you take to? An elementary school. You got it. Yeah. Hang on, Mike. Got yourself a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see uh, Universal's action spy thriller, which is called The 355. And five rival agents, one elite team from the studio that brought you Jason Bourne. Universal Pictures presents Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Bing Bing Fan, Diane Kruger, and Lupita Inyogo. Uh, the 355 is rated PG and in theaters on the 7th. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, if you missed it uh, just a little while ago, we had a concert announcement. And that announcement was the fact that MMR is excited to rock the Eagles Hotel California 2022 tour at the Wells Fargo Center, it will be Monday, March 28th. Now, what they're going to be doing, what I love is some of these acts that have all these great albums. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to be performing the album Hotel California beginning to end. So, is that your favorite Eagles album? It is not mine. No. I my I, Actually, I'm a Greatest Hits guy. Yeah. You know, greatest Hits Volume 1 was And how long has that stayed in the top 100 of oh, Billboard? Man. Yeah. It is, it's one of those rare... Greatest hits that I think really captures the band. Oh yeah, and 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 lives as an album unto itself. Yeah. Uh, so I don't um, I don't really know a lot of the Eagles like deep tracks except for maybe like Pretty Maids in a Row and um, well, These Shoes is not right. a great song, you know. But These Nuts, These Nuts, <laughs> yeah. Or is it Those Shoes? I don't, know. I don't remember. Them shoes. Them shoes, okay. your shoes. Let's pull up the uh, the shoes. My shoes. Yeah. You know, pull up Hotel California. It's called, so what if someone threw a shoe at me? Uh, Nick, if you don't mind. Pull, pull. Uh, yeah, uh, it's those shoes. Those shoes. Okay. Yeah. Those nuts. These nuts. Those nuts. Those nuts. D-O-Z-E nuts. <laughs> those nuts. Uh, Nick, pull up the trick track listing, the trick lasting. Uh-huh. E-A-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E-S-E-G-E
uh, from and, Hotel California because I'm interested into uh, all of the songs. By the way, that was a young Glenn Fry when they were naming the band. Yeah. As far as voice change. Yeah, yeah. Before he went through puberty. So, track listing of. Track listing. Or is that the song? Oh, that's the damn song. Here, you click on the album underneath the single there. See it? It says from Hotel California. This computer, by the way, has gotten much slower recently. Oh, really? Frustrating to me. Okay. All anyway, right. there we go. All right. So, Hotel California, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, and Wasted Time. Boom. There you go. That's, 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 that's basic. That, uh, yeah. And then there's a reprise of Wasted Time, and then Victim of Love, great yeah. song. Pretty Maids in, in a Row. That's a great song. Pretty Maids all in a row. Uh, Try and Love Again. Uh, that's a Randy Meisner too. a good song. And The Last Resort. Okay. Those are great. That's that's uh, that it will be an awesome set, and then after that they're going to do, you know, a series of their hits, of their greatest hits, and so on. So this will be great. Uh, Pierre's going to have tickets all week long, this week and next week to win. Before you can buy them, you can go to wmmr.com for complete details, including another chance to win for MMR VIPs. Uh, the Smile is the new group created by Radiohead members Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, and sons of Kemet's Tom Skinner. Have released their debut single. It's called "You Will Never Work in Television Again." Wow, I think I, I don't think I'd ever want to see Tom York smile. <laughs> uh, the smile played the song during their secret show last year as part of Glastonbury's event live at Worthy Farm. I think of Lurch smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard that phrase before. You'll never work in television again. I wonder if that's associated a, as a, a quote. You'll never work in this town again. I've heard was the that. old yeah? That's the old saying. Uh, you know that used to be what the movie moguls threw around in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You'll never work in this town again. Uh, the band have also announced plans to play three consecutive live shows at Magazine London, uh, January 29th and 20th. Those shows will be live streamed as well, and tickets to all events go on sale Friday. Avenged Sevenfold will put the finishing touches on their eighth studio album next month. While the band have completed their respective parts, there's a few final things that need to be done, uh, like get an entire orchestra into one studio, which has delayed the recording process. According to M. Shadows, lead singer of the band, uh, he said that the sound of the new project was greatly influenced by Kanye West. Huh. He said the thing about Kanye is that he is pulling from such great soul music. And I didn't grow up with that stuff. My dad listened to Boston and Alice Cooper. And I didn't get a taste of the black music and old soul. So diving deep uh, into jazz musicians, he said we're not trying to do a jazz record but the chord changes and progressions are so eye-opening to us. Uh, so Avenged Sevenfold's last studio album, The Stage, was released in 2016. They're working on the finishing touches now in the new one. So while I m- might not be a Kanye fan, you know, at least uh, um, it's not my thing, uh, uh, from what I've heard from other artists and over the past year, I guess, who've worked with him or... He's actually, on a producing level, is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. He's pretty talented. Uh, yeah, and so the, the yeah. dude's got some natural ability. I, I, I can see what the um, what the Fuhrer is about. I mean, not Hitler. The, the no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. Uh, yeah, I haven't listened to enough to, to ascertain. It just, um, the music doesn't really speak to yeah, me. Yeah, um, um, except for Poopity Scoop. Oh, you know who loves Kanye? Who? Uh, Kanye. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Big, big, big fan. Big fan of himself. Blink 182's Tom DeLong has regrets about how their album Neighborhoods turned out. Regrets? Uh, yeah, he has a few. No. Uh, he said that he was too heavy handed and tried to change the band's sound for what became his final album with Blink. After making music with the Van- Angels and Airwaves, 
Uh, he felt that was his outlet for their heavier music and no longer feels the need to push Blink in that direction. Uh, Travis Barker has stated that DeLong was, quote, so careless while working on the album that he didn't even listen to the mixes or masterings. Uh, Neighborhoods was released in 2011, debuted at number two on Billboard 200, and dropped below the tw- top 20 shortly thereafter. It remains one of their worst-selling records. So we're believing that, that there is going to be some sort of um, reunion and um, reformation of the I band, right? Yeah. Now I that, think... you know, you've there's no... dodged a few bullets, all yeah. of them? Yeah, there's no... Uh... No real rumblings of that right. yet, but I, I believe it's going to happen. I think it's got to happen. Yes. They were hit machine. Yeah. You 100%. Know? Yeah. I, yeah, I predict like a big tour or something yeah. like that. Do you know what? Tour with Machine Gun Kelly because he's clearly, <sighs> that's their inspiration. Yeah. Tour with or Goldfinger. his inspiration. Valerie yeah. Bertinelli writes at length about her former husband, Eddie Van Halen, in her new memoir, Enough Already, Learning to Love the Way I Am Today. Uh, People Magazine has published excerpts of the book in which the One Day at a Time star wrote... I can't explain the feelings Ed and I had for each other. Who really knows had he not died? I doubt it. Uh, meaning maybe they would have gotten back to Right, later. right. Um, uh, I, I assume that's what she meant. She said, I loved him more than I know how to explain, and there's nothing sexual about it. It was more than that, and Ed and I understood that. Uh, she wrote that she and her son Wolfgang, uh, Eddie's wife Janie, and uh, his brother Alex were with Eddie every day at the hospital in the weeks before his death. She said she had revealed, I love you are the last words Ed says to Wolfie and me, and they are the last words we say to him before he stops breathing. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, Dave Grohl and producer Greg Kirsten have released Kirsten X. Grohl, The Hanukkah Sessions 2021. Uh, The set calls all eight of the pair's 2021 Hanukkah covers which were uploaded every evening during the last year's uh, Festival of Lights. All of the songs were either written by and or originally performed by Jewish artists. Uh, the track listing to the session is uh, Stay, I Missed You, Lisa Loeb. Right. Uh, Blitzkrieg Bop. Yes. From uh, uh, the Ramones. Uh, Copacabana. Manilow. Uh, Jump from Van Halen, because David Roth yep. is Jewish. Uh, Take the Box, featuring Violet Grohl. Who was that? Was done by Amy Winehouse. I yes, uh, Big Shot. Who's Big Shot? Is that Billy, Billy Joel. Joel? Was it yeah. Billy Joel? Yeah. Song? Is he yeah. Jewish? Yes, yeah. he is. Oh God, yeah. Never knew that. He's a, a full-blown rabbi. And no, no. no he's not. And <laughs> Train in Vain uh, from the Clash. So I guess uh, a member of the Clash must be Jewish too. All right. So that is uh, now available if you'd like to get that. Coming to select IMAX theaters for one day only on January 30th is the Beatles Get Back Rooftop Concert. The 60-minute presentation, which takes place on the 53rd anniversary of the Fab Four's final performance of the rooftop of their Apple headquarters in London, will also feature a Q&A portion with director Peter Jackson via satellite. Uh, the concert will go on to see a global theatrical release from February 11th to February 13th. So have you completed the um, the full documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I completed it pretty quickly. Uh, it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now, uh, occasionally, I think I'm going to know the areas that I might want to jump in and watch again. Agreed. Probably won't watch it all in its entirety yeah. again. But, yeah, it's amazing. I don't really need to see the first one. Uh, the yeah. second and third ones, I thought, were, were really the best yeah. part. 
Uh, the Beatles Get Back, which also features the group's entire rooftop performance, premiered on Disney Plus over three nights in November and will be released on DVD and Blu-ray February 8th. Peter Jackson said in a statement, I'm thrilled that the rooftop concert from the Beatles Get Back is going to be experienced at IMAX on that huge screen. You going to go? It's the Beatles' last concert, and it's absolutely a perfect way to see and hear it. Uh, nah, probably not. Mm. I, don't, I don't have to, I don't need to go. I mean, I, I'm, I'm cool with the TV at home. Right. Uh, but... I would imagine the sound has got to be pretty damn awesome in IMAX as well. But, man, did they clean up that footage. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was filmed yesterday. It's unbelievable. And that uh, was a Beatles song. It was. Yeah. Yes. What they perfected on that whole thing, uh, what he's done also, like with his World War One uh, documentary, it's just, I mean, footage that's that much older, and it looks brand new. Wow. All right, one last story, and I thought uh, Pierre might find this interesting since he's buddies with Graham Nash. Yeah. Uh, Graham Nash credits uh, partner Stephen Stills for saving the song Teacher Children. Uh, he was speaking about his 1970 Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young standard uh, for the man's 1970 Deja Vu collection and said, the first time I ever played it for Stephen, after I finished the song, he looked at me and said, that's a really good song. But don't ever play it like that again. Well, do it live! <laughs> uh, he said, you sound like Henry VIII. <laughs> and he played my song back to me with that beautiful right-hand picking style that Stephen is so well-known for. And obviously, he turned my Henry VIII song into something special. Uh, Nash was asked about the song's arrangement being the example of working as part as a collective. And explained, you still have to listen. At least I listened to Stephen, and at least I didn't get upset that he didn't like the way I sang my song. So uh, when he played it back, it was obvious that uh, that's the way that the song should go. It takes a lot to be, um, you know, to be that uh, malleable. I mean, they say stick to your vision, but if someone gives you advice... Yeah. Being able to see the merit is a uh, is a good attribute. And you know what I didn't know? You know who plays uh, pedal steel on this? Is it um, Jerry Garcia? It's Jerry Garcia. I never knew that. Do you guys know that? I, I probably did at one point, and then I forgot it through hypnosis. Uh, he he said uh, Jerry Garcia put in his pedal steel on a record for the very first time, and it was fabulous. I think a few months ago, Pierre played back an interview that he had done with Graham Nash, and he talked about Jerry being in the studio down the hallway, um, and he also played the original version of this song, and it was very different. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I would. That's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. What I'm saying like it was. Uh, I mean, you hear. So this Pierre's and already you know covered this. this before. Um, listen, I man, think it's in whatever. You got to the... march to your own drum. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyhow, <laughs> so Pierre broke this news months ago. Yeah, no, long time sorry. ago. Long time ago. Uh, so. Forget that last part. <laughs> it's All right. so cool to hear We're done. Again. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the letter of the day for the Winner of the Week prize. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. And, uh, yeah, we got snow on the way. Just uh, a helpful reminder. Tomorrow morning's commute might uh, be affected. In fact, yeah, they will definitely be affected. We're going to get the overnight snow Two to four inches are calling for now, depending on where you are. And I've heard much yeah. more than that. And you know they they love to bang the panic drum if they can, and they're not really. So it's it'll, it'll you know it'll be an inconvenience, but it shouldn't be 
Devastating. Yep. So uh, starts overnight into the commute tomorrow morning. So get yourself ready for that. I would like to thank. Mr. Steve Ward for being on our show today. Uh, Steve from MasterMatchmakers.com, and he was the host of Tough Love, and that show is out on um, uh, VH1, VH1 and uh, just giving us some advice. And uh, if you do need some assistance, it's what they do. Yeah. And uh, and he knows what's going on. He's like, yeah, dude, it's crazy busy this time of year. <laughs> no doubt. Which can be good for people who are seeking because there's other people that are seeking as well. So, you know. Yeah. It's a good time to... Uh, to a lot of fish in the ocean. Point. Exactly. So, uh, let's go to our big grouper around this place. <laughs> He's uh, He rules the roost. I'm the big grouper. You're the grouper, man. Wow. Got to look that up on my Blackberry. Group is a very large, <laughs> large fish. How you doing, man? I'm fine, thank you. Excellent. Nice to see you once very again. Very nice to be seen and to seize you. When is the uh, deconstruction of... Uh, I think all the, the decorations today. Today, today, Marissa today, says. Yeah. today, Marissa says. Okay. Do you have that? any part she in that? She knows everything. She does. Um, I sort of conduct it. The, but the I deconstruction? Mean, well, I sort of watch over it. Okay. And then afterwards, I conduct a cleaning uh, uh. because um, we don't clean these studios. Well, you'll be happy to know one Robin Lee went to town with Q-tips and alcohol, and wow. she, like, finally cleaned the board in yeah. the Pierre Robert studio. Wow. And and a lot of the crevices and stuff, she said she went to town on that. She's amazing. Yep. Robin is absolutely amazing, and we love her for a thousand reasons, but uh, that's another little gift that she brings when she's on. Um, but there's uh, crevices all over the place. You know, if you are, I mean, the thing about dirt is... You can you can understand how someone like Howard Hughes could come to be so OCD, right? Because around every corner is more dirt, and even if you get the noticeable dirt, then there's. My mother was neurotic about this because we ran a little resort up at Lake Tahoe, and and she'd have helpers, and they'd go down on the beach afterwards, and then she'd go down and get them and say, "You've got to go back. You missed the spot," <laughs> and she'd show them the spot. Very, so, very pedantic. Yes. I know how to clean. I don't clean, but I know how to clean. So uh, up on the upper level was the first year I remember Connor because Connor was, um, I think he was on the MM Army at the time. And I said, all right, so we've taken all this down. Now we're going to clean this whole shelf up here. <laughs> and I said, so just, you know, dust this whole shelf, wet it down, dust it and dry it. And then he did. And I looked back and there were huge gaps missing in it. And I go... Could you come back here for a minute? <laughs> I said, now stand up here. Now look at, see, do you see anything? He goes, no. I, I cleaned it. I said, but you missed huge swaths of there of dust that are still there. And he goes, uh, really? <laughs> like a typical guy. Not everybody sees it. Yeah. Not everybody sees it. You get the white glove test to everyone. You can do that everywhere you go. In fact, uh, just like Kathy Romano, I do that everywhere I go. Like well, the last time I was at your house a couple of years ago. I remember that. Man, yep. All five fingers. Uh, they got, uh, you know, the three knuckles deep, man. Five finger <laughs> dust punch. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, it's going to be clean, which is wonderful. That's a great thing. We need to get the letter of the day if you're ready. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. K is in Kellogg's. I like it. So we have one more to go. 
for tomorrow, and we'll give away that six-pack of pit tickets to the MMRBQ Saturday, May 21st. And you know who's playing that, don't you? A lot of great bands. Uh, Disturbed, Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, Living Color, Low Cut Connie, Crobot, Lil Lazar, Jackson's Local Shots, Artist uh, Huxley will be there as well. Tickets start at 25 bucks. They're available while supplies last on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You can get all the information at WMMR.com, including a look back at every MMRBQ ever, backstage interviews, fan wow. photos, all that stuff. Yeah. So that might be worth perusing. I want to take a trip down memory lane with that, too. Uh, what's up on your program today, ma'am? Lilith Czar is not an easy name to say. No. no. Lilith Czar. It's tough for you? Well, the Lilith doesn't flow out. Into the Czar? Yeah. Or just Lilith Czar? Lilith Because you're coming up a T into a Z. Yeah. Right? Lilith Czar. Yeah, say it fast. Pause. Lilith. Yeah, you have to stop. You have to say Lilith Czar. Yeah. Or you can say Lilith Czar. Yeah. And that doesn't or work. Or Lizard. Or it's LZ. Slappy. Or just Lizard. Lily Czar. Yeah, Lily. <laughs> we'll call her Lily. Um... You just wanted to talk about that for a minute? <laughs> well, no. Okay. I thought I noticed that you were having a slight challenge with the Lilith as well. Uh, yeah, it's just You're one of those... You're a great speaker, though. There, there are so some... you might not have problems with There that. are some words that you, you do have to... You have to take a pause... Yes. Uh, ...before you go to the next word. And I can't think of... Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? There's one I do at the end of... Uh, um, at the end of uh, uh, Dell Chevrolet, and they say find new roads, and I hit that D at the yeah. end of find because if, <laughs> if I say find new roads, it sounds like I'm saying, oh, those are fine new yeah. roads. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say find new, find pause new roads. Right. These right. are little broadcaster things that we have to think about. There you go. Yeah. On the program, we will have Eagles tickets, as you mentioned. Also, uh, we will celebrate Malcolm Young's birthday. He would have been 69 today. We've got some great vinyl of an album that came out today. We've got workforce blocks of Sting and Tool and Pink Floyd. Very nice. So it'll be a lovely day. I love Love that. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you by Duncan, official coffee of the President Steve Show, and by Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all new deals, rewards, and perks today. You can visit acmemarkets.com uh, for details. Tomorrow, uh, comedian uh, Bre- uh, Greg Burnett. Huh. Uh, the, um, he's just not the Indian yes, guy. Yes, right. Uh, we'll be on. He's great. And a make good. Daryl McDaniels, Run DMC, will be joining us tomorrow. All right. He had a little snafu the other day when he was supposed to be on, so we'll have some time with those guys. And it will be No Sad Bro Friday. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston Steve Show. 93.3 WMMI. Bing, dang. Doo-doo, be-do. Doo-da-da.